Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we are always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And hopefully everyone enjoyed their Valentine's Day. Single or not, we hope nobody overdosed on pheromones, but shared plenty of moans. Okay. I, for one, had a great last four days. I was off work. We did some things around the house, made the family lasagna. It's been chill, but, you know, pretty productive mini vacay for me. So. Yeah, especially doing things around the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like changing that light fixture? Yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. And then, I don't know if you noticed, earlier, when we were downstairs, I even swapped out that uh, outlet thing that's not a real outlet for the blank cover. I heard you making noise in yep. there. Mm-hmm. So I finished that project. I was like, man, she likes doing laundry. <laughs> I hate Get, laundry. Getting really into it over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Wash the curtains. Did a lot of Didn't chores. work out well, It though, didn't did work it? out well, but you know. Ended up looking like there's some form of a <laughs> spatter. criminal splatter. Yeah, yeah. apparently the uh, dark dark backing or whatever on it. Uh, what is it called? Blackout curtains. Whatever that stuff on the backside of it didn't wash well. Even though the instructions on the tag were followed to a T. It lied to me, so whatever. Yeah, well, you know, the drapes were a lie. <laughs> they were. Yeah, but you know what wasn't a lie? What? This being episode 20 and us making a cake to celebrate. That's good point. So as you typically say, the cake was a lie. Uh, in this case, the cake was not a lie. Yeah, Yeah. the old switcheroo. <laughs> DNA DNA de- test detected that you are not the father is what yeah. I felt like saying that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a piece of cake on the on yeah. the chair. Yeah. Yes, it's episode twenty. We got a lot of shit to do, so let's dig in. Or do you want to dissect? I mean, Unless you're talking about the cake. You talking about the cake? Yeah. The cake. Dig into the cake. Yeah, we'll dig into the cake. Okay. And you then... guys listen to us eat yeah. an entire cake. We'll be back. <laughs> Well, we're all going to be here. You'll yeah, hear the chewing. You'll hear the chewing, yeah. But we will we will start the episode when we're done. Yes. So much frosting. <laughs> but there's peanut butter in it. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? There is quite a lot. Let's just save the cake for after. Okay. That's we'll fair. celebrate the end of the episode with some cake. Good call. So the cake is a lie for now. <laughs> so gaming news. Yes. We have uh, actually another award show that we can go over as of... Thursday, I guess it was. Yeah. The Dice Awards, which is basically the developer-specific award show where developers vote and choose what they think is the best of the year for the gaming industry. Okay, so it's like the Oscars, but for games. Yeah. Okay. It's more like a privately niche thing, yeah. So, yeah. But I don't think there's as much politics in it. Hopefully not, because that would be really <laughs> terrible. Pop quiz, bitches. Okay. Uh... What does dice stand for? Bzz, bzz. <laughs> That's me reading yes. my buzzer. <laughs> yes, B. Uh, what is? I'll I'll take B's for two hundred. <laughs> is that is that B's? <laughs> uh, what is design, innovate, communicate, entertain? Okay, and yeah. and you had that just stored in your brain? No, I googled it. Okay. <laughs> Because I had the same question in my head. They should allow a Jeopardy mm-hmm. where you could, like, just every contestant has the ability to Google. It's all about just how fast you Yeah, it's like shit. your ability yeah. to, like, 
find information yeah, like, like efficiently research and jeopardy. not so much about your intelligence your ability to retain the story yeah factoids yeah 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 how I'm, fun would that be that would be hella fun you know make it a little bit more like amped up hardcore yeah. like uh yeah. rules and just yeah more cutthroat yeah we did jeopardy actually in my like manager boot camp thing i did at work last week uh-huh. um we won obviously wow yeah um, obviously <laughs> but because was... i had google <laughs> No, it was because we had the like handbook thing that they passed out, and it was like it was like as soon as they passed out the buzzers, they had legit buzzers, and I was like, uh, "Is this open book?" And everybody laughed. And I was like, "It's not a joke." I just was asking a little serious question because I didn't expect. Are we supposed to memorize everything we learned for the past eight hours? I don't think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was open book, and it was uh, easy. It was like about basically whoever could find the answer the fastest, because literally mm-hmm. like four percent of them were yeah. memorizable facts so it was fun though that's good anyway back to dice okay. <laughs> all right let's roll the dice yeah awards uh-huh m night twist uh okay so i don't want to go like in depth on everything like we did more so with the oscars yeah um but there's some highlights i'd like to go over okay uh we're gonna just start out with the game of the year winner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It actually, this game won a few categories, not just Game of the Year, but Untitled Goose Game won. Okay. So, I guess we weren't the only ones that found this game a little to be a bit, you know, charming and mm-hmm. enjoyable. I still um, need to play that again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's on Game Pass. We have yeah. the access, so. I'm like a serial game starter. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're not a serial game killer. Well. <laughs> Whoa, that got dark. Well, we're not quite a year into this marriage. There's a lot of surprises you don't know about me. All right, so. Uh, so, yeah, so they won Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement for an Independent Game, Okay. and Outstanding Achievement in Character. Obviously, the goose, right? Okay, that's what I was wondering. That's the only character you really have, like... Yeah. Okay. I mean... The goose just really know how to strut its stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. Span those wings. Mm -hmm. Honk. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so it won three categories, and one being the best of the year. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Next, it's a game we haven't really played, but we talked about a Mm -hmm. little bit in the past. Control. Uh, It's actually, it won four awards. Okay. Which they all kind of make sense based off what I've heard from this game. Mm-hmm. So, Action Game of the Year. Okay. Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction. And Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, it pretty much covered a lot of... Probably need to check that game out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's a Game Pass game yeah. soon. Especially uh, after winning stuff. Maybe yeah. they'll be like, oh, look at this. It's they cool. have a lot of... DLC expansions, I think, that they've been working on with this game. And I know there's, like, a couple that are not out yet. So mm-hmm. probably after all of that's out, it'll probably hit Game Pass, I imagine. Okay. Or when the last one's going to be coming out, gotcha. maybe they'll try and... Or whichever. Yeah. The next one, maybe, even. Yeah. They'll try to put it on there to get people to go buy the expansions. Yeah. Because they kind of do that with Game Pass. They'll put games on with DLC and stuff. Right. Uh, that are older. Uh. Death Stranding, a game we also have not played. It didn't feel like my style from mm. what I've seen with reviews and descriptions and stuff. 
I might try it at some point if it's dirt cheap, but yeah. it won two awards. Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design. Outstanding Technical Achievement. Okay, cool. Two that are kind of expected. Yeah. Uh, and then I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out for uh, the Adventure Game of the Year. Ended up being Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Of course it was. It was a good game. Yeah, it was uh, We enjoyed it. I don't yeah. think it was as good as society thinks it is. Yeah. It... I think the title of Star Wars uh, raised it up yeah. above yeah. other games. Uh, but it did win for Adventure Game of the Year. So I just want to give it a shout out because it was kind of uh, missing with the game awards because of the weirdness of its release and right. eligibility. Right. Uh, so it may not show up in the next Game Awards. So okay. it's good to see it get a little bit of yeah, that's good. recognition there. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I feel the same way as you. I think, I think I had a fun time playing it, but I think it probably... I don't know what the contenders were for this category, but I know that no Tomb Raider games came out last year. <laughs> so... I, yeah. For me, there wasn't a huge amount of competition there. Yeah. Well, it, it was kind of a weird nomination mm-hmm. section because they had Resident Evil 2 in there, which I guess is technically, you could argue, an adventure game, but I felt like it's not really based off my yeah. opinion of what adventure is. Right. So, I don't know. And there was some other stuff, obviously. Okay. But, anyway, um, that's cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and then this was kind of more of a controversial win to fans, gamers, just people oh. on social media. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, at first, when I found this news, I thought it was, they were saying it won Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I went into thinking. Turns out, so Racing Game of the Year went to Mario Kart Tour, which <laughs> is actually a mobile game. Oh. It's not a Switch game. It's not a portable nintendo game it's not any form of uh like a console version game it's a mobile game where you actually do microtransactions in order to progress oh wow uh they claim that you don't necessarily need to in order to compete with other gamers but like it's basically created around the idea that you invest into the game to Uh improve your character yeah uh so a lot of people were pretty upset about this because they felt like it gives the wrong message to the industry that that's that's something that should be praised right uh i have not played this game myself i know it is free to play you know that whole concept yeah uh so maybe i will check it out and talk about it next episode okay and then i brought this one up because i figured you would be interested in this win a role-playing game of the year the outer worlds good I know you were really into that game. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, so it got some recognition. Yeah. So I'm glad. Yeah. Good stuff. I like that game a lot. And it was going up against some pretty heavy things. So, yeah. you know, role-playing there's games a, are not light. They're pretty big games. Yeah. There's a lot of um, replay value in that game. I haven't done it, but I know there's a lot of things, a lot of achievements I can get if I go back and play it a different way. Yeah. I just haven't done it because I'm terrible. But it's a really good game. I'm glad it won. Okay. And then lastly, I'd like to bring up, uh, this is basically VR, Immersive Reality Technical Achievement. Okay. Basically category for a VR game, it Got sounds it. like. Okay. Uh, Blood and Truth is the winner. It's actually a game that I have not played. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played it at E3 actually a little bit. Uh, I think 2018 we played it. I don't think we played In it. In VR? 
Yeah, well, I played it. Okay. You probably, okay. Yeah. I played the PlayStation, it's a PlayStation game, so Got PlayStation it. VR. Okay. Uh, played the demo of it. I enjoyed it. Didn't even realize it had come out, and apparently did within this last year, and it's apparently pretty good. From what I've been reading, it it's really showing what the PSVR can do. Uh, so I'm going to probably have to look into that game. Okay. Give me an excuse to jump into PSVR again. Yeah. You know, not like I don't have a shit ton of games already there to play, but, mm-hmm. you know, digital hoarder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's there's other categories. Uh, you know, anybody who's interested, you can Google it, you know. Yeah. Or just get onto Jeopardy and yeah. try and find it that way. Or you can ask, it, ask Jeeves about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's around still. <laughs> he actually is. Yeah. It's just he's, called- he, he's hanging out with that web crawler spider. Yeah. It's just called Ask now, but it's the same website. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I learned something interesting. I don't think it's in our news. I'll just say it now. Okay. Uh, so, Movie Phone. You know how I always go there to like check movie times, or I used to? Yeah. But we had like the subscription stuff. I always wondered why you went there, yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm an old person. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but I didn't even know this. Okay. So, I guess I didn't know how old I am. <laughs> Apparently, that's been around like long before the internet, and huh? people actually used to call a number, hence movie phone. What? And they would call, and people would answer them what time movies were playing in their area. What? They would look it up and let them know. This was a whole I'm thing. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I thought it was just a website, and I was like, never understood why it was called movie phone. I thought it was called movie phone because it's on your phone. Yeah, I. <laughs> Apparently, you legitly would call a number. Wow. Anyway, so the news okay. is, yeah. Uh, I guess they're associated with MoviePass in some form, okay. and they've lost a lot of money, and they've made a lot of cuts. Uh, Movie Phone is officially ran by one person as of now. What? Yes. So. Okay. You can call a number, I guess, and one person will answer to let you know. So don't all swarm in at once. Yeah. Hopefully, that's... nobody's going to see the same movie. That's crazy. That's so funny. Yeah. That is the weirdest news, but it's so good. I'm glad that you found that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? So then I had to look into how old movie phone was, and I don't remember what it was. It was like 60s or 70s, I think. Yeah. Crazy. That's insane. Yeah. When did they start having, like, movies? <laughs> I guess it was a long time ago yeah, before that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I feel like they weren't as big of a deal. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, speaking of, uh, you mentioned Control. I've got a little bit of news um, from the developer of Control, Remedy. They have a new game in the works and a multiplayer project that is uh, that they're working on. They have several projects and various stages of progress. Um, not, a, not everything's complete. Most things aren't complete, actually, at this point. So uh, I'll just give you a kind of quick rundown of what I found here. Um, you've got one that is nearing release, which is an expansion for Control titled The Foundation. Okay. And that is supposed to launch March 26th. And then they're going to have another expansion later in the year. Um, okay. Which... So, like I was saying, it probably wouldn't be surprising to see if it hits Game Pass, trying to hit mm-hmm. people to buy the expansions to yeah. get a little bit more profit off of that yes. game. That You know, the market of people who probably wouldn't buy the game. Yeah. But sure, I enjoyed it. I'll buy a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And their second project they've got going is the single-player portion of Crossfire X. 
which is the sequel to the 2007 multiplayer shooter from Smilegate, who's developing the multiplayer aspect of the game. I guess they're working on that. Yeah, Smilegate. Pretty big controversy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Somebody was caught smiling. Yeah. uh, They denied it after. Yeah. Uh, Real big (laughs) news. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Somebody, like half the internet was like, they're smiling. And the other half was like, they're not smiling. Yeah. Got so big that they even questioned Nixon on if he ever smiled, and he yeah. said, "I am not a smiler." Okay. <laughs> okay. Very famous words. Just... Yeah, very famous. Yeah, they're in textbooks everywhere. <laughs> okay, uh, Remedy's other two projects uh, are a little bit more secret. Um, they are still in pre-production, technically, uh, and there's a twenty-person team working on one project, which they say is quote-unquote proceeding well so that's pretty much all the information that they've given on it yeah um and the other project <laughs> it's a real shit storm which is <laughs> like i don't even know why you bothered saying we anything. think they're working on yeah, it but we haven't really checked on they're them clocking in they're clocking out they're you know we're paying them it seems to be going fine i saw frank eat a bologna sandwich at one point <laughs> but i think he was still working Bologna sandwich. That's oddly specific. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we have uh, the other project, which started in 2018, is known as Vanguard. And it's got about 15 people on the team um, working with a, quote, startup mentality. Um, I mean, you kind of have to have that mentality if you want to start doing something. Yeah, right? I'm going to start <laughs> up this computer. Yeah. Um, so... This this particular team is creating a, quote, long-lasting service-based multiplayer game combined with selected Remedy features. Uh, that doesn't mean we know anything about what those features are so or... basically the whatever game mechanics have been liked the most out of uh-huh. the games. Yeah. Um, they're trying to basically get something that people are going to play for a long fucking time, like yeah. Fallout or Sounds that Sounds like they're shit. doing a game of service thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's the news. It's not a huge, it's basically, yep, they've got things going yeah. on, but not a whole lot about it. Yeah. So Control was really successful. And so they're And now to they're going to like expand and invest yes. into more games yes. and hopefully become bigger. Yes. And make it a 21 person team. Yeah. Who <laughs> is proceeding slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it ended really well for Control. Yeah. And Remedy's going to go further with their, yeah, you know, games. Yeah. Uh, can't say that for all companies in the gaming industry, however. Yeah. Did you know there was a Nintendo PlayStation? Wait, what? At one point in the world. What are you talking about? It probably still is. In fact, that's <laughs> the news. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, Nintendo and PlayStation... Uh, or Sony, we're gonna fuck hard, okay, and make a baby uh-huh. in the form of a Nintendo PlayStation. Uh, it was basically a console add-on for the Super Nintendo. It was gonna be a CD drive based. This is obviously before CDs were a thing. <laughs> this was progressing the yeah, industry, right? Uh, so they were, yeah. Sony and Nintendo had partnered up secretly, developed this. Super Nintendo add-on, the Nintendo PlayStation. And then the idea was that it would help Sony gain into the industry 
and then also help Nintendo expand on their console. Okay, so this was back in the day. Yeah, this is back in the day, like okay. the, the late 80s, early 90s. Gotcha. Okay, so Sony revealed this whole thing in 91 uh, while they were, you know, they were working with Nintendo on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The next day, Nintendo apparently was concerned that Sony intended to take over the market. And the next day, they ended their partnership with Sony. And they actually went over to the rival Philips. Oh, which is shit. Which Sony's rival. This is straight up like wrestling like yeah. drama here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sony was like getting ready for their match against Philips. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo came out like they were there to give him some support. Yeah. Pulled out a chair. Mm-hmm. And hit him in the back. <laughs> when Phillips was down, they yeah. hit Sony. Yeah. And then everyone was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Crazy drama. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, Sony was shocked by this humiliation. And then the, the Sony president, Nor- I'm going to butcher these names, I'm sure. <laughs> Norio Oga. Sure. Uh, he sought revenge and created the Sony Computer Entertainment Division, which is what we know today. Man. Okay. Nintendo's kicking themselves uh, now. And he had it led by uh, Ken Kudaragi, which was the guy who his daughter, I believe, played Nintendo consoles and was really in love with them. And so he had inspiration to work with Nintendo to mm. develop something for in the industry. Right. For Sony. Yeah. Which, basically, this is what sparked the partnership to even do this. Right. Uh, so, because of the betrayal, he led the thing. Okay. And uh, that's when they created the Sony PlayStation to compete with Nintendo in the 90s. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, and they decided to take it in a new direction with the CD storage and 3D graphics, obviously. Yeah. So, the gaming industry could have been in an alternate universe. Yeah, definitely. Had this wrestling betrayal did not happen. Right. Uh, So, there were less than 200 prototypes of this device, okay? Okay. Uh, And one of them just came up for auction uh, recently. Uh, The owners of this device said that they got it in a bankruptcy auction... From the former Sony CEO, Olaf Olafsson. <laughs> what? First of all, is that a real name? <laughs> Second of all, how was a person named Olaf Olafsson running Sony? That seems not not what I would expect. <laughs> Different times. I guess. Different times. It could be like a European branch or something. Oh, true. I don't know. Uh, so... This has only been up, I think, well, as of the article, which was the 13th. So it's been up a few days now. Uh, But at the time, the article, uh, it was 24 hours and it had reached $205,000 on the auction. Wow. They do not have a reserve price. There will be information on that on the 27th. Uh, but here's the fucking twist, all right? Oh, there's a twist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were offered $1.2 million already by somebody. What? For this device. The fuck? Okay. So they think they're going to get more than that. They turned it down. Yikes. Okay. Okay. 
uh, and there will be a live bidding that takes place on March 6th, apparently. So where is this... Uh... So really, that means whatever their reserve price is, it has to be higher than $1.2 million, right? That's yeah. the underlying like knowledge there. Yeah. Okay, so I just looked it up, um, and the current bid is 350000 Okay, so it's gone up. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's with, so with it went the up buyer's like, uh, premium, the totals. 145000 yeah, with the quote-unquote buyer's premium, it's 420000 So like, basically when you're bidding a number, you're bidding a lot more than it you actually think you are. Gotcha. Can you imagine having that kind of money to just no. throw at something? Like, You're probably not going to actually play it. You're just having it to say yeah, you have does it. Does it even work at this point? That's uh, yeah, so okay. uh, they've, they've tested it and it, it works. And okay. I don't know necessarily what games would be a part of it or whatever. It's obviously a prototype, so there's probably preset things on there yeah and i'm sure there's plenty of games that just never came out because of it yeah wow yeah crazy right that is really crazy alternate timeline but you know what that's not the only alternate timeline we could have had in this world really yeah what else nothing as dramatic but okay (laughs) well I guess that's your opinion if it's dramatic or not okay cliff blazinski so he's the guy who pretty much created gears of war oh okay uh so, he tweeted out some information, uh, just kind of like fun facts, you know, things you like. Yeah. So, maybe start following him. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, so, apparently, there used to be a potential alien shooter in the works that he was working on with his uh, company. Like Alien, the franchise. Yeah, the he was, yeah like okay. the Alien franchise. Got he it. was working, or at least in negotiations, talking with Fox about creating an alien shooter. Okay. So here's the bits of info that that he gave out about this game. Uh, He planned on it being a first-person shooter where you would play as an adult version of Newt, the child from Aliens. Oh, okay. Okay. With Ripley as a Cortana-type role, meaning, you know, AI, you know, like the companion voiceover. Obviously, she would be a real person. Right. So she would be in the game as a audio kind of companion type. Okay. A robot companion would be named Casey, which okay. is the name of her, uh, the name of Newt's doll from Aliens. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's a clever little tie-in. Uh, and then the game would take place on Earth at a Wayland Utani facility, which is the company Wayland. that, okay, you know, ties into yes. trying to get the alien for testing research. Yeah, strongly in the Alien vs Predator, at least. Right. Uh, so they would be at a facility where they were weaponizing the aliens. Okay. That sounds like an interesting, uh, concept for a game. Yeah. Now, there was all that drama with the Sega alien shooter game mm-hmm. years before. Okay. Uh, where it's, the initial footage of it looked really good and then the game came out and it was nowhere near what it seemed to be representing it would be. Oh, uh, Okay. I played the game. I actually enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. It didn't represent what it was, but it was still a fun game. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I got it for free, so that probably had an impact on my enjoyment of the game. Is this the game that you won on a radio station yep. thing? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I found it on accident just doing some research for work. 
That's really I was like, funny. oh, and then I applied for the uh, the contest or whatever, and then and won. I, won- I I was probably the only person who. Yeah, probably. They're like, I don't think anyone knew it existed. They're like, this is trash. Who yeah. can we? Let's just give it out for free. They probably had like a whole box of them. They're just like everybody who applies just gets one. Yeah, whatever. It worked out in your <laughs> yeah. favor. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So uh, that could have had an impact on also not letting this ever exist but right. the main reason he gave was that uh it was mainly because at the time it was when disney started to uh purchase fox mm-hmm. so it kind of put a uh hold on the whole negotiation to create this game makes sense so it just never really came out to be a thing after that right that that's that <laughs> okay well i've got a fun fact for you oh my god fun fact <laughs> Go. Uh, Cliff Blazinski said he never really had an interest in working on existing properties until, or sorry, unless it was aliens or transformers. Cliff, <laughs> did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, that seems a very, very oddly specific, but it sounds about right for you. I would actually really enjoy to see a transformers game like that. Yeah. I mean, he didn't work on it, but you could have kind of argued that. Uh, the Transformers War for Cybertron franchise mm-hmm. was pretty much like a Gears of War mm-hmm. take okay. on Transformers. Third person over the shoulder cover shooter. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, helped create a Transformers game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Because it was based off the uh, Unreal Engine. So. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'll tweet cool, them and be cool. like, hey, best friend. Um, yeah. Hey, new best friend. <laughs> when are we working on this Transformers game? <laughs> I'll be the idea guy. You'll be the guy who makes the game. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, 50-50. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that was pretty much it for news. Yeah. Um, I did have a couple deals I wanted to show people. Okay. Uh, so I talked about that Plague Tale a couple episodes ago. Yes. Found it on PlayStation Store. Uh, just hanging on the dashboard. Yes. You know, I like to hang out there. I don't actually play any games. Yeah. Just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they have a Plague Tale for 50% off on the store right now. So okay. it's in a Critics' Choice sale. I don't know how long it lasts till, but it's a fun game. If anyone's interested, half off on PlayStation. Worst case, probably until Tuesday, because that's when new stuff comes out. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So hopefully people get this in time. Yeah. Otherwise, sucks to suck. Sucks. Uh, and then I stumbled across this because I was looking for it. So I guess I didn't really stumble you across it. You searched for it. Yeah. <laughs> I stumbled I... across the surprise of the prize. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Got it. <laughs> so we saw the Sonic movie. Okay. Which we'll talk about later. Yes. Uh, but because of it, it inspired me to want to play some Sonic games because mm-hmm. I was never really a fan of the games, but I liked the concept in general. It's one of those things I wanted to like them, but I just was never able to. I feel the same. So, I got inspired to try out the Dreamcast version because I knew it was on Xbox in some capacity. Okay. So, I went on the store and I searched for it. Found it. It's called Sonic Adventures. $2.50. Wasn't it $2.49? You're right. (laughs) I just lied to everybody. You know? They were like, way to go, dipshit. (laughs) I almost passed on it, but then you said 49. (laughs) You never know. Okay, and then they also have this DX update 
which adds like 60 missions and some other playable characters or some shit. Mm-hmm. Another $2.49. Got it. I mean, that's two cents. Yeah. That's my two cents. That's, that's true. That was. <laughs> so combined, if you got both, you don't have to, but if you got both, $5 for this game. Mm-hmm. So it was the Dreamcast game. Doesn't look as good as I remember it being, because mm-hmm. obviously all games are like that back when like, they yeah. first come out. Uh, but we had some giggles and stuff, so I tried out a little bit. We'll talk a bit more about it later, but um, I guess pretty much right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then also, Sonic Mania is free to play on Xbox for, I believe, just the week. Maybe probably till Tuesday. With Games with Gold. So if you Got have it. Games with Gold, you can play Sonic Mania for free. Which had a lot of positive reactions when that came out. It's basically the older Sonic games with redesigns and like a remix ability to it. Mm-hmm. To make them more enjoyable and gets to give a twist to the game okay uh so it's like the older side-scrolling retro sonic games so that's at the very least a trial for somebody to try it out if they get inspired like i did after seeing the movie or yeah whatever yeah so uh but yeah so i mean i guess that kind of leads into our games played yeah spoiler Uh, alert we played them yeah so (laughs) we did play sonic adventure and sonic media Sonic Adventure, like I said, I was like, oh, this game looks so good. I remember this game. Turned it on. Oh, it doesn't look as good as I remember. Yeah. <laughs> However, it gave us some chuckles, like I said. Like, it is a very 90s game by the mm-hmm. music and the acting and all that stuff. It's yeah. It's very ridiculous. What did it say? It was like, there was a, a phrase that he said that I was like, what? This I don't is remember. so 90s. Damn it. I wish I could yeah. remember what it was. It was good. As if. It was something ridiculous. I know, but it was something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Uh, So it, for its price, I'm like, yeah, even if I never touch this again after the half an hour I spent, (laughs) whatever. It's fine. But uh, yeah, it's Sonic Dreamcast. Yeah. Just being available to play on Xbox is all it really is. It was fine. I'll try it out again. I felt like I didn't know what was going on, though, because they didn't. I feel like they don't really explain what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to, like, figure it out. Yeah. And that kind of sucked. I didn't understand. I don't know if there was, like, a tutorial that we missed or something. Yeah, I don't know. Because I felt the same way. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And you, yeah. like, handed me the controller, and I was like, no. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got Dr. Robotnik as the, the villain. Mm-hmm. They're finding these stones. Mm-hmm. Not the Infinity ones, though. Yeah. Not, not those, those are, ones. Those are taken. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, we tried the Sonic Mania, which was the kind of the same premise of we're not into these games like we want to be, but yeah. like, and I, I tried a little bit. I feel like you're supposed to keep the momentum of the game going as you like run through and like, speed through the like ramps and shit. But I always end up hitting a, like a block that just stops me. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I'm playing wrong. Yeah. Like, do people just get these flows and they just never stop? Yeah. I think that's how you're supposed to Cause do I don't it. know how to do them. I get I when I finally get into uh I get momentum going and then I can get up these ramps or whatever but then I feel like I see shit as I'm flying by it and I'm like oh I need to get that but then I can't yeah. get back to it so I'm like I don't know I how I think there's supposed to be multiple routes that you take to just yeah linearly go through the level yeah uh and I'm not very good at keeping rings 
No, me either. I've so, as you noticed. Yeah, I, I'm just always losing. <laughs> I get the rings. so fucking mad when I lose them too. Like it's not like it'd be one thing if I just didn't get very many rings, then it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But when I get like 35 rings and then some stupid cunt little goddamn turtle, I lose all of them, and I'm like, yeah. is this a goddamn joke? No. Yeah. So, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, so Sonic fans. Yeah, if you liked it. Go play those if you want. Although yeah. you probably already have them if you were yeah. really into Sonic. Uh, we just got inspired after the movie. But uh, just want to let the people know those are out there. We we played them. Probably yeah. not for us, but I'll probably, probably give Adventures a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. I actually did buy Sonic Mania on Switch when it first came out because of uh-huh. how much positivity it got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I own it. So I might keep trying at some point on switch with that one but if not whatever yeah i already paid for it yeah they won it's fine it's just the price of a munchie meal yeah right we didn't gain the weight from it at least so yeah not that i know of (laughs) uh but we also played bleeding edge uh the beta. Yes. It, they I found this out I think Friday. Yeah, we meant to play it earlier. So we found it on Game Pass. They apparently have their first beta for the game. It was something that was announced, I wanna say at the was it GamesCon? I don't remember. It was announced at sometime last year. Yeah. Uh this game surprised me. So it was a tutorial to teach you how to play the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then just matchmaking, which is basically right. what the game is. Just matchmaking. Yeah. It's very much a, it kind of reminds me of like a Overwatch meets yeah. Borderlands slash Fortnite. It's a very hybrid I see art style yeah, because of, of art. different popular games right now. Yeah, true. Uh, it's very colorful and yeah. vibrant and yeah. just. Very cartoony. Very, yeah. Uh, some of these characters are fucking weird looking. They're so insane looking. There's this one who I think is like meant to be a beginner's character. She's mm-hmm. like recommended for people when they first... Oh yeah, she's a tank. I don't remember what her name was, but she is based... Buttercup. Buttercup. Is her name. Okay. Yeah. That fits. Yeah. <laughs> so she's basically a very obese woman mm-hmm. with a giant motorcycle wheel for legs. <laughs> yes, you heard me right, people. <laughs> It reminds me of the Christmas Mandy card, shotguns for legs. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> At first, I thought it was like, oh, she's just like riding this giant wheel thing. Yeah. But I was like, no, no, no her legs are connected yeah. as though they're the springs. Yeah. And then she has these wheel blades that she holds. Yeah. And then she just basically goes down to the ground and becomes a motorcycle, like a living she's motorcycle. She's a living motorcycle. <laughs> which I know it's a video game. Yeah. But it's really bothering me because she's doing all of this ab working, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. she's working out her abs, holding up that structure to her, you know, body Mm -hmm. to be a motorcycle. Yeah. But she's obese. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really track. But, again, like you said, it's a game. Like, at the very least, have her, like, stomach, which is exposed. It's visible. Yeah. Have her stomach road rash or something. Like... Have it chopped up because she's fucking grinding on the ground. She's got a giant gut. It's not like not touching the ground. Right. Don't tell me it's not touching the ground. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. Make this game realistic to an extent, you know? It's bullshit. That said, it's got a bunch of crazy like character-specific attacks for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much 
gameplay of Fortnite and Apex Legends with like the pinging of characters and the controls felt good from what I played with the tutorial and some matches. Yeah. Uh, Gotta get the hang of it. But I could see myself playing it a little bit every once in a while because it is a game that is on Game Pass. So I'm not, you know, really investing too much into it. It's just something to try out. Yeah. Uh, They had some really unique characters though. Yeah, very. Aside from Buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I don't either. She probably would say it like that. Yeah. She's Cajun. Is she? I went through and I read all the character bios. Okay. They're fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another character which really, the, the creative look of it was really clever to me. So it was a robotic snake. Ah, uh, yes, that which one. Which wrapped around the zombie-like body. Mm-hmm. And the snake was basically the right arm of the zombie. Yes. But it also was the character. Yeah. So the zombie body was basically the body of the person whose consciousness was digitally input into a snake robot. Yeah. So it's the character, but like in a weird, twisted, artsy way. Yeah. Anyways, it looks really cool. Kulev? Apparently it's an advanced character, so you have to be really yeah, good the with the character. Yeah, you have to, because there's like voodoo and like magic and curses and yeah. shit involved. I supposedly. hope one of his moves is to like convince the enemy to eat an apple. <laughs> and then they get like eliminated from the match yeah, because of it. that would be funny. Um, he's a support character, so there's that. Okay. But there's, I feel like you can do a pretty good amount of damage with him if you're, if you learn how to use him. Yeah. Based on what I was seeing. Yeah. I also want you to be able to swallow the enemy whole. Yeah. <laughs> and then spend the entire match digesting them. Digesting them. them. <laughs> yeah. They just have to sit there pissed off that they're being digested slowly alive. Yeah. <laughs> they can just like cut their way out of them theoretically though. Not if they're being crushed by his oh, like okay. robo guts. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. See? What did you think? You enjoy the game? You think you'll play it? Probably not. Okay. Um, here's the thing about this game. It the artwork was cool. The the battle was kind of cool. Um, I died a lot. Uh, immediately. Um, I tried a number of different characters. I this is why I won't play for the same reason I didn't play Overwatch very much. Um, is because I don't have a team of people that I would play would play with. And yeah, I it, don't not the kind of person to get on and play with random people because you need to be able to communicate. Yeah, and I'm it, not going to do it. It did seem like a game you have to be able to communicate well. Yeah. So um, plus I, the way it's set set up, the structure is. Yeah. Uh, character types are supposed to be. Yeah. In the the party, you have to so, have a specific bunch of uh, some specific character types and team builds that actually make mm. your team functional, and you have to stay together to tackle some of the other team members and so it probably if you play it let me know i might play with you mm. a couple of times i'm expecting to be terrible at it but i'll check it out if i'm with yeah. you because at least well, i'll be communicating worst case you. we could just pair up obviously and then yeah. even if the other teammates don't work with us you know one of us can be the healer yes. the other one can be like the more you know right uh, offense driven yeah and then we can just kind of partner up doing that and yeah. see how we can handle that yeah one thing i didn't like was uh, that depending on which character you chose, who did I play? I can't remember the the normal Australian, the Australian chick that has like a helmet on or whatever. She's got a bunch of guns and shit, and uh, 
it was, I think that was probably a character that would work for me because she can plant a turret. She can do, she can summon a mech suit mm-hmm. she or she can ride a rocket into wherever and then it'll explode at the time that you dictate, like you tell it when to explode, okay. but you're immune to the damage. So that seemed cool. It's always convenient. Yeah. Um, so I played as her and that was kind of fun, but I also didn't like not having a true melee ability. Like I didn't, because then I went back to playing the, um, <laughs> what's her name? The bird one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's one who is some kind of like ballerina turned ostrich, essentially. Like she's got some yeah. hardcore uh, cybernetic bird legs. Yeah. Slash raptor legs. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Um, slash shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was pretty powerful when I did like in the uh, the dojo where you like practice and like learn how to use the characters. Yeah. But she has a pretty low life uh, max out. So you've got to be like really good at avoiding getting hit with that yeah. one. I hope this game wins for best character animations for her. The way yeah. she walked. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like her, they made her hair like stand up just like a, like a cocktail, a certain kind of bird. Mm-hmm. The, their little little mohawk will stand up if they're like excited. And it, the, her, yeah. It was really good. All of the characters had really good, but especially the ones like her with a bird one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I played a bunch of different characters and I, I didn't like that you had to choose either gun or melee. I like the idea that I get to have one or the other depending on my situation. So, like I said, I'll play it if you play it, but I'm not expecting to play a lot because I'm going to be bad okay. at it. Yeah, I'll probably check it out. I'm yeah. not going to be very good, I don't think, either, but we'll see. It did surprise me, too, because this game ended up being a third-person game, and I was on the assumption, based off the first reveal of it, that it was a first-person. Mm. Like most, you know, like Overwatch, you know. So, that was a surprise when I found out it was third, but... It seems interesting. I'll check it out a little bit more. I think we have... Like, it's probably going to be over by this weekend. But I think there's another beta sometime later in the year. Okay. And then, obviously, the full release will happen. Yeah, so definitely. I think, actually... Isn't the game out in March, now that I think about it? I don't remember. Okay. Well. Anyways. All right, well, I mean, I didn't play the next game, but you... Yeah, I uh, hopped on... Originally, before we had done these, I hopped on Game Pass or checked out all the games on Game Pass trying to find something to play because I am currently playing The Witcher 3 again, and that is not something we need to talk about for the next 200 hours as I finish that game. So I was trying to play a short piece of a game, get an impression of something else, and uh, I found Human Fall Flat, which is on Game Pass, yeah. Um, a quick, just so you know, uh, Bleeding Edge is March 24th. Ah. So the beta should be coming out then okay. within a few weeks even Got it. for the yeah. second beta. Okay. Good to know. Early March maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Human Fall Flat is kind of like a physics-based platformer type game. Um, I It has the ability to... You have the ability to do local co-op with it, which I thought was really cool. So maybe sometime we'll try it if you're interested. Okay. Um, I just played it by myself, obviously. The character is like this... It's like bobbling around and it's like moving all weird because there's it's like it has no muscles in its arms or its legs. And so if you're moving the... If you, move, if you turn around too quickly, the arms like slap it, and slap it in the face. It's, so it's kind of funny. Okay. Because it's like... It, it's barely... It's only moving the minimal amount um and you can customize the character which i found out which was kind of cool you can put little 
outfits on them or you could just do the blank one. You could be a crash dummy. You could be a snowman. You can be a Santa Claus. There's all kinds of different fucking options. I chose to be a pirate because it was whatever. And uh, I, one thing that's fun about that is when you're a pirate, you can have a peg leg. And I think I was listening to it. And as I was walking, it was making a different sound for the peg leg. And I was like, that is a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so fun little note there. They didn't yeah. overlook little fun details like that. Um, basically you're just wandering around and it starts out with this, uh, voice saying some stuff about humans and how they'll go through any door you put in front of them and they'll push any button you put in front of them, which is the point of the game is any, you have to get through the door for each quote unquote level. There's an area that you're put in, you have to get out. So is it basically a puzzle driven? It's puzzles. Yeah. It's how to get yourself to the door and how to get the door to stay open for you to leave. The first few are really easy. You push a button, the door opens. Mm-hmm. Um, then you start to get to things where you have to like, uh, there's a bench that's tipped over and then you have to put, it, you have to like prop it up. And then there's one where you have to have, a, you have a pressure plate in order to op- keep the door open because it'll, it'll start closing on you. You have to find something in the area to drag onto the pressure plate okay. to keep it open. So it's fun. Your, um, your standard puzzle standard, ask yeah. solving. Okay. Yeah. It was entertaining, and I'll probably keep playing it if I'm feeling frustrated with The Witcher. Okay. I mean, it's not like it's probably a shorter game, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it seems like it might be fun replay for if you're just dicking around with a friend or family member and want to do something fun for a little while and not put too much effort into it. Yeah. Well, that sounded like that would have been a good one for the Valentine's uh Probably would have, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, next time. We're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, and that was also Game Pass, right? It was Game Pass, yeah. That's okay. where I found it. We should just start up a Game Pass show because we have so many things yeah, just from Game Pass. Very true. I just need some like AAA titles to start fucking coming out so I can, yeah. you know, buy those. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into some TV news? Yes. Let's start with our TV news for this week. Um, this one I found, which is kind of unofficial. Showtime didn't respond to com- to comment, so. Um, it's out there, but it's not confirmed. Um, supposedly, Taika Waititi might be teaming up with Jude Law to create a show that's going to be on Showtime, and it's going to be called The Auteur, and um, it looks to be, it is thought to be based on a graphic novel with the same name. Okay. Um, basically, what it seems like is a Hollywood satire about some kind of shenanigans that happens in Hollywood. Okay. So, I mean, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> so you could say, it's showtime. Well, I guess you could. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> if they ever comment. If they ever comment, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, not showtime, but HBO uh-huh. has revealed a new poster for season three of Westworld. Okay. Which comes out March 15th. And has a slogan of free will is not free. Hmm. And apparently I found this out, unless I just forgot, Aaron Paul will be joining the cast from the the guy from Breaking Bad. And El Camino. Interesting. And other things. And other things, yeah. Mainly just those. those. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's going to call us a bitch for that. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I was in need for speed. (laughs) Bitch. <laughs> uh, we actually haven't watched season two yet, so no. we got to catch up. But yeah. the poster 
gave me real strong vibes of this is like the better version of a Terminator in modern day. Okay. That's, That's the vibe I got. That's very interesting to me. So, we'll I, see. I didn't look at this poster. I'll just check it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation, which is that animated show. Right. That Kevin Smith is working on for Netflix. Mm-hmm. They have uh, given the cast list, I guess, of the show. Cool. I saw some of these. I don't know about all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, some of them are pretty like, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. Okay. So, the biggest one, I would argue, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Ask Skeletor. Definitely the biggest. Okay. I know people are like, that's fucking crazy weird. Not really. No. It's the totally voice accurate. The voice totally works for, you know, what he's done before. So, yeah. he's been the Joker in the animated show uh-huh. in like whatever movies. Yeah. He's also been, I don't know if people know this, he was also the voice of Hobgoblin from the animated Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s. Oh, you told me that, yeah. Which, if you hear the voice, I was like, okay, so he's just doing the Joker voice yeah. as Hobgoblin. It's like yeah. the same voice, so yeah. I would expect the same voice out of Skeletor, yeah. which, you know. Which is fine. So we got some other uh, fairly big name artists on this casting as well. Not as big as Mark Hamill, of course, but... Yeah, well, who else do we have? Oh, well, uh, we notice. Uh, Lena Hetty, I think is how you say her name. As we know her, we know her from Game of Thrones as Cersei Lannister, and she's going to be the voice of Evelyn. Evelyn. I, I assume it's, it's a play. Probably on. Evelyn, yeah, but it's spelled Evelyn. I'm gonna be honest. Some of these characters, I can't recall who they are. Same. Once I see them, I'm like, oh, that one. Literally, that's right. the only ones I know are Skeletor and Prince yeah. Adam slash He Man. Do you think there's so. a, a good Lynn? Doubt it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Wood was cast to voice Prince Adam and He-Man. Same okay, person, so both. obviously. Both. He just uh, didn't get like a deep Batman voice. Probably. Uh, and- I'm He-Man. <laughs> and uh, we know Chris Wood from most recently, I think, uh, Supergirl, where he played Monel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was in a handful of other things, but those are the that's the big one that we remember him from. And Sarah Michelle Geller, which is like, I didn't even realize she was still acting, uh, is going to be Tila. Uh, one oh. I do want to note is, you know that like weird ass little mage character from He-Man, the uh, Orko? Uh-huh. So he's going to be voiced by Griffin Newman. Who is that? I don't know. But oh. he's, he's voicing <laughs> Orko, and that's all I wanted to know. Okay. Uh, okay, so three more I think that we should mention. Alicia Silverstone is going to be the voice of Queen Marlena, which is pretty crazy. I didn't also didn't realize she was still in things. And Justin Long will be Roboto. Justin Long is, um, what is he most recently in? He was, oh. he's the Mac versus PC guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like these are all people like, seeing their name, like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Seen them. Oh, um, I know who that is. And then, of course, we've got um, Harley Quinn Smith. Which is Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah. Not a su- surprise. Alina. Really, right? I mean, yeah. should you be surprised by that? She's no. in basically everything he does now. Uh, so, Griffin Newman. Okay, this is where I know him from. He was in the uh, the Tick remake on Amazon. Oh, okay. As the guy that played Arthur. Okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. So, that makes more sense, seeing him as Orko. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could see that for sure. I feel bad that the only thing I could think of 
for Justin Long was Mac versus PC when he's been in a million movies. But those commercials were so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more characters and yeah. voice actors, but I just want to go over some of them. Right. Okay. Cool. Well. So, I don't know when it comes out, but I mean, they're underway, it seems. So Yeah. Have to check that out. Yeah. Check it. Uh, and then the Loki show on Disney Plus has added yet another cast member. Okay. This is news via Collider. Uh, an actress name, I'm going to butcher this, Gugu Mbatha Ra. Okay. That's... Uh, she's a baby. Wait, what? Gugu. Oh. <laughs> I was like, is she really a baby? God damn it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's not a baby. Uh, but she's been added in a undisclosed role for the show uh and she's known for her roles on the morning show which i think is a apple tv plus show okay a wrinkle in time which was that weird ass kids movie yes uh, i think it's a disney movie and beauty and the beast she had a a small role in okay I'm, i'm assuming a towns person or one of the characters that was furniture at one point. Uh, and apparently she was in an episode of Black Mirror, which is pretty popular, called San Junipero. Okay. Never heard of it. Sure. I don't know if I've watched this one. If it's the newest season, then I haven't for sure. But I didn't recognize the episode. Yeah. And I've seen everything but the newest one. So. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's fun. But they didn't say what she, who she's going to be yet? No. Okay. A lot of these roles, they, they okay. keep saying they're added, but no one knows what they... They're, I think, keeping the Loki show pretty tight because of the characters. Right. Their, you know, connection to all of the bigger movies. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I've got some info from uh, Redanian Intelligence, which is a Witcher fan site, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, the Witcher cast two new Witchers, which people who play the games will be very familiar with. Lambert and Cohen from the games... And obviously from the books as well, but um, they're they were cast. Uh, Paul Bullion, who is in Peaky Blinders and The Bastard Executioner, is cast to play Lambert, and Yasin Atour from Dark Heart and Strike Back is set to play Cohen. Um, and anyone wondering about the uh, casting, uh, the race difference? I guess they're all Witchers, but uh, yeah, uh, Yasin Atour is not like straight white looking and so uh they explained it in this i mean I, he's like some kind of straight white well, whatever he's not like super he, um he i don't know what race he is but he's possibly slightly dark he's dark, slightly darker skinned okay um, i didn't look too deeply into it the point is that this article was like hey don't get all, don't get all crazy because people got crazy about the casting originally with The Witcher about oh, some of the, the characters. Oh, the female character and yes, the first for Triss okay. and all that. And so and they were like, hey, but don't don't panic because it's not weird that he's not the same color as them because they're, he's not from the same Witcher school. Yeah. So he would be from a different area and it's mm-hmm. reasonable that he could be a different race. Gotcha. So um, people were... <laughs> taking the, the Lord very seriously. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, which actually recently... Um, uh, Andrzej Sapkowski, the writer of the books, recently came out and was like, I don't know why people are freaking out about the races. I never technically said, like, he's like, these aren't even, this isn't even Slavic lore. Like, there's a couple of things that I pulled from Slavic lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, 
it's really no there's no reason for people to think that everybody has to be nordic i guess they just assumed that yeah, the location because of where he was, he was from, from yeah. yeah um he really only ever truly described hair color and eye color mm. and so whatever anyway uh those two are set to join for three episodes in season two um and this leads us to suspect that we may see Kaer Morin, which is the um, witcher school that Geralt is from. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me think and makes this fan site think uh, that we're going to see probably three episodes that are based at Kaer Morin, or at least visit Kaer Morin, which will be really cool. Okay. I mean, I don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> I'll take your word for it's it. It's the place where they make the witchers, which they don't anymore, but in the ancient times where they made the witchers gotcha. it's their like school and base basically okay it's a big old giant castle okay with so magic hogwarts shit. pretty much hogwarts for witchers yeah yeah hogwarts on steroids <laughs> yeah except like seven of the ten seven of ten potential students would die before making it through the end okay <laughs> so it's a little bit hard the real test of trials or whatever the fuck it's called trials <laughs> of goblet of fire yeah yeah <laughs> It's the trial of the grasses. There yeah, you go. That's Boom. what, yeah. Anyway. See? Yeah. I know my lore. You knew. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. My lord. <laughs> okay. Well, I got something very similar okay. to The Witcher. Do you? Uh, a show called Insatiable on Netflix uh, just had their second season, I believe, and it's uh, being canceled. So there will not be a third season. Uh, gained a lot of controversy. Oh, that show. Yeah. It's not at all related to The Witcher. I was just being Yeah, no, I know. I know. Okay. I just didn't remember what... I was like, why do I not remember what that was? So, it got a lot of controversy in the beginning because... uh, So, the basic premise of the show is a heavyset girl. She's like in high school. Mm -hmm. Gets in a fight with a drunk or something at a gas station on accident or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something happens. Some weird scenario. (laughs) What? he punches her in the face, breaks her jaw, so she ends up having the have her jaw wired shut, mm-hmm. uh, so she can only have liquid mm-hmm. for however long this yeah. healing process takes. Right. Uh, because of it, she loses a lot of weight, uh-huh. ends up being very skinny and attractive. Yeah. Uh, not that she wasn't attractive already, but because she's now deemed attractive after all of this. Mm-hmm. She decides she's going to use her new look and appearance to get revenge on all the people who did her wrong while she was fat. Yeah. So the whole premise is she becomes a beauty pageant contestant with the help of like a local guy. I think he's like a lawyer. Okay. He does beauty pageants as like his hobby. The hell? Okay, sure. He comes off (laughs) like he's gay, but I'm not sure if the show goes that route. Okay. Uh, he's very flamboyant, I guess you would just say. Okay. He's married. He has, like, a family. I, I'm sure okay. it's a whole arc that they get into. Got I don't know. It. Okay. Uh, I watched a little bit, as, yeah. as you can tell. Yeah. I was like, how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I tried a few episodes out. I was okay. like, this is not for me. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, the controversy was that uh, it was inappropriate. People thought that they were promoting, basically, fat shaming mm-hmm. by her... Becoming skinny, and that was the reason she was able to become successful and popular, blah, blah, blah. And that it's saying that being fat is wrong and that uh, promoting vengeance on people is not good as well. Okay. Which, 
understandable, but Fair, I think the whole yeah. idea is it's supposed to be a satire. It's yeah. very like hyperbolic with the the plot of the show. Right, right. Anyways, people didn't like that. I guess season two didn't have as many viewers as season one. Mm-hmm. It's all on Netflix, so you know it could change after hearing. I remember hearing about this when it was like season one, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they canceled the show. Okay. So there won't be a third season. And I guess there's plot holes. Or not holes. There's, there's plots that will not there's get a resolution at this point. Whatever. Uh, and it's not really shocking, I guess, because the star, uh, she's already made comments, I guess, on social media, like, about a month ago that the show was most likely going to be ending. And she was disappointed to hear that. Gotcha. Um, but this was the official thing. Gotcha. So... I guess you could say the show wasn't that insatiable after all. Yeah, I guess you could. Got him! But you know what is insatiable, apparently? What? Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Okay, well, one of those. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Okay. So this has been a show that has had a few reboots throughout decades. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, NBC is... Bringing in their Peacock streaming service at some point. This is going to be a reboot of Battlestar Galactica coming to that service. Uh, And it will be produced by Mr. Robot's writer and director Sam Esmail. Assuming I said that right. Sure. Okay. Uh, And he said it will be set in the same universe as the popular 2004 run, which I think was on sci-fi, if I'm correct. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's right, yeah. It's either sci-fi or one of those pay services like uh, Showtime or something like that. I'm pretty sure sci-fi. Anyways, that was like the more popular one, I believe. And they actually had some spin-off shows that mm-hmm. didn't do as well. Okay. Uh, but they're rebooting and it's said to be say to be in that same universe. So, cool stuff for anybody who's interested in that. Yeah. Might be interested. But I'm not getting Peacock, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess we might. We'll see what happens, but. I'm expecting probably that not. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna I have to be like if there's a trial period or something, we'll yeah. check it out. So okay, cool. That's basically it for the TV news. Yeah, let's tell them what we watched. Was it October? It's not October. Ugh, fuck, we have to wait till talk about this one, I guess, for a few months. We're gonna have to just. You want to talk about it now? We're gonna have to get it out. Yeah. Okay. We wait till October. It might be too late. That's true. Uh, yeah, it is, October Faction is what we watched. It's, we watched it on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Yeah, that's what show. it was. And it's based on a comic book, uh, by the same name, by author Steve Niles, for anybody who wants to do the comic book side of it. Uh, basic premise is two parents are in this organization that hunts monsters. Uh, they have twin children that they're trying to protect from the whole idea of monsters existing Mm -hmm. and it's just really about what unfolds with the family and there's you know secrets and such between the organization and stuff to uncover just in general yeah there's conspiracies and whatnot yeah it's entertaining uh it's a little cwe yeah for netflix true which i guess depending if you like or don't like that it can be a deal breaker on this show right but we went through it we yeah. it's like 10 episodes i believe something like that yeah i liked it i think it was a fun watch i wanted a little bit i still want a little bit more about the background of the monsters yeah i feel like they don't really go into 
them that much. It's more about they just exist, and yeah. it's about this organization and these people. Mm-hmm. I assume, because they clearly set up a season two. Yeah. I assume that's going to go more into the factions of of races mm-hmm. and creatures and all that yeah. stuff, I would imagine. Well, I hope so. Because I found uh, myself, whenever we see a monster, being like, yeah. what is that one? And how, yeah. where is it from? And you can kind of chop that <laughs> up to, like, that's the budget. They didn't yeah. really have the ability to, like, show them more. So they were more just a, oh, see, there's multiple creatures in this yeah. world. But, like, yeah. they don't really describe what they are right. or what the point of them is. It was cool to see what they did with... know that they exist. Yeah. What they did with their budget, though, you could, you could clearly see the difference between certain monsters and the way that they were made to look was interesting. Yeah. And a little unique. Yeah, they they took different spins on, yeah. on traditional monsters you'd yeah, see in yeah. media these and I've days. And definitely seen worse. So I think they did a pretty decent job for yeah. their budget. Story gets a little weird and yeah. convoluted, I feel like, at a certain point. Right. But it's still enjoyable. Yes. They clearly leave it open. Well, there's some things that I feel need, need to answer. So I'm assuming that's like a long run game that they expect. Yeah to answer next season or beyond yeah um but it's enjoyable yeah especially for anybody who's like you know likes the creature feature mm-hmm. concept yeah um i think anybody also speaking of cw anybody who liked supernatural might give this a try okay it's not the same as it like you got two super hot guys moving on the monster hunting but yeah. it's the same idea really that they're just it's the same genre, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And since we said it's a little CWE, then, you know, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I also enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think it's good enough that I will continue a second season. Agreed. But I feel like it was lacking some things yeah. that I wish they, I hope they can improve on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they tried too hard with the storytelling and that it kind of weakened some aspects yeah um but it did enough to keep me interested for now yeah i agree uh uh, so october faction i'm gonna give three factions (laughs) i'm gonna give it three octobers okay (laughs) i guess we disagree then (laughs) we literally disagree to agree yeah okay yeah it's good but it's i don't know it's an acquired taste, I think, to an yeah. extent. I think it was fun to watch, but it, it wasn't anything, like, yeah. mind-blowing, and you, I wasn't, like, hooked, per se. You have to really enjoy a certain aspect of the show yeah, to get past some of the others that may bother you. Yes. Otherwise, it's enjoyable. If you get past not enjoying it, you can enjoy it, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But in a way that I enjoyed it, once I got past not enjoying it. Yeah. Check it out, people. Yes. October Faction. Which I don't actually understand the name of the show. Like, I feel like they don't... I mean, I guess it's because it's the comic. But, like, I imagine the comic explains it. But I feel like there was no relevance to the title of the show. They made references to the month of October being, like, the worst of everything. Where there's always, like, this surge of monsters. Okay. I guess I just missed that. Yeah. It was kind of a throwaway line then. Uh, They said it a couple of times. Okay. Well... (laughs) 
I must have been getting something out of the kitchen a couple times. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like cake. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other thing we watched was The Pharmacist, also on Netflix. And yeah, also on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is just whoring out things these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. It was very eye-opening, that's for sure. Yeah, that's typically how I watch things. <laughs> uh, the pharmacist was essentially the story of this man who was a pharmacist, who is a pharmacist. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And... Slow down! Slow down! Slow down! <laughs> who, um, by because the law enforcement wasn't doing all that he felt they should be doing, essentially solved his son's murder and more. Yeah, he opened up a, a door to bigger shit that yeah. he did not know was a thing. Yeah, it was a whole can of worms. So I guess you could say it opened his eyes as well. It did, yeah. So I don't really want to get into what the whole thing is, but basically it starts focusing on him and then it expands into something bigger. Yes, uh, and it's a true story. Yeah, so, I mean, the people, it's, yeah. it's a documentary. It's right. not like yeah. it's a... So it's a, it's a documentary. They interview pretty much everybody you could think of who was involved. Yeah. Including people that you're like, well, how the fuck are they talking to them? Yeah. Based off the story. They seem like they got... They definitely didn't just do the standard documentary, I'm going to interview these three people on the same side of the story thing. Mm-hmm. They, they got everybody. They got everybody's everybody, opinion everybody, and, and Which was pretty impressive. Like, I'm sure it's still skewed because all documentaries are, but it was nice and refreshing to see everyone in a yeah. different stage of the process being interviewed. This one was definitely more informative near yes. the end. I felt like the beginning was more, like I said, focused on him. Yes. And just kind of like him dealing with it. Yeah. And then it opened up to a bigger thing yeah and then it was more of an informative thing yes uh just to like not necessarily tell people all the facts but just say hey this is a thing yes look into it now right inform Um, yourself further yeah definitely and uh forewarning it's a slow burn don't watch it if you're super tired because you might not be actively engaged enough to yeah to uh, retain the story, and if you will. It's like four episodes. Uh, the first two, I think, are about an hour. Uh-huh. The second two are about 45 minutes. Yes. I feel like in that aspect, they could have, based off how they separated the episodes, mm-hmm. I feel like they could have made it maybe six episodes Yeah. and had more of a hook at the end of each yeah. episode. Because they do hooks, but yeah. like... They're awkwardly placed, where it's like, well, that should have been the end of the episode. Right. But then they go on a little bit more about, like, yeah. the, the topic. Yeah. Where it's like, that could have been the next episode. Right. And it just, it was awkwardly balanced, I think, in that aspect. Yeah. But, but it was entertaining. I um, think people should watch it, for sure. But overall, it's three and a half hours combined. hmm So, you know, you could get it binged in a day or two if you really want to. Yeah, definitely. Um. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I would recommend it. It's It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. And Same. I definitely had opinions after watching yeah. it. Yeah. You know, but I would say I'd give it, uh, I'd give it three pharmacies, I think. <laughs> I would give it four pharmacies. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I felt like it, I don't know, there was just something about it that I was like, well, I 
it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, I guess. Yeah. But it's a documentary, so you never really are getting what you're looking for. Right. Um, I gave that, that one extra pharmacy because I felt like it was so respectable that they did give from every level and every mm-hmm. side. It seemed like it was well balanced rather than okay. skewed to one side, which a lot of them are. So I appreciated that. Okay. And it's also something I'm definitely going to recommend to my coworkers because we talk about shit like that at break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. old gossip girls. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those are a couple Netflix shows we watched. Very um, middle of the road, I'd say, yeah. overall, but enjoyable. So correct. Go check them out if you have, you know, a hole that needs to be filled. <laughs> okay. On if, your Netflix queue. You get a lonely Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move into movies. Yeah. We have actually a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. Um. First off, this is actually a quicker thing. So, Birds of Prey and the something, 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 something movie. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah, 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 that one. Uh, obviously, I'm not the one that feels this way. Uh, it was fucking stupid of a title. Hmm. And so, theaters, at the very least, have been shifting the title to be called Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Hmm. It seems they're doing this to make it easier for people to understand what the movie is that's fair and to draw more people into seats because it seemed like it had a slower uh, release right uh but it seemed like it's doing fine uh financially i it's doubled its money already oh, and wow. we're like okay. a weekend so, so yeah it's not really i know the the headlines are saying it's not doing well but yeah. it seems like it's doing just fine yeah they're tripping yeah they be tripping <laughs> i didn't say that uh so yeah quick that was just a quick thing about that movie okay uh, go listen to our review on last episode, two episodes ago, one of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> It'll those? be in the title. Listen to both. <laughs> yeah, listen to all of them. <laughs> Remember The Hunt, that movie that was going to come out in September of 2019? It was like about people being kidnapped and put into like this battle royale kind of... Oh, kinda... yeah, yeah, the adult Hunger Games. Yeah, the yeah. adult Hunter game, or Hunt... <laughs> the adult Hunger Games, yeah. that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh... So it was shelved because of uh, some mass shootings that had occurred around the time of its trailer. Oh, right. In Ohio and Texas. Mm-hmm. So Universal shelved the project, which was going to be out in September of that year. And then on top of that, like Fox News had a huge uh, reaction to this, saying that it was sick and twisted and it promoted liberals harming conservative people. And... Okay, but does Fox News ever have a not... A huge reaction yeah, to things. It, so basically, they made a huge thing out of this. Right, right, right. Um, not to say that they wouldn't have shelved it in general because of the shootings. Right. But so I guess enough time has passed. Yeah. And now the movie's getting a release. Okay, that's good. When's it coming out now? Uh, it is now getting a release for March 13th, 2020. So very fucking soon. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. So it's kind of more of a drop, I guess. Uh, and they've kind of dove into the whole controversy with the marketing of yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a quote actually that says it's a timely and provocative new satirical thriller that has already ignited a national conversation. That's by Universal. And they're saying, uh, quote, now it's time to decide for yourself. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that definitely got its name out there with what happened. Yeah. Uh, with Fox News and being mad about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and I, I was already interested in this movie, but I'm down to check it out. Yeah, it, it it's clearly a satire on politics, mm-hmm. uh, at the very least in America, if yeah. not the world. 
And it's got, what's her name? Um, I Sadly, I don't know her name, but the one who plays um, Miss America on GLOW. Liberty Bell? Liberty Bell, whatever. <laughs> Captain you, America, hey, but, I think? But you knew what I was talking about, so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I was very much interested in this first yeah. trailer when they showed it. It's yeah. a very hyper-violent looking movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got a pretty decent looking cast. So yeah, yeah I, but, and then also the whole thing where it looks like an adult Hunger Games. Like I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> v- very comedic, you know, stuff yeah. within the trailer. So yeah. just got a better look of this. So yeah. pretty soon, let's let's do it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are going to be happening soon. Yeah. You know, there's actually an Indiana Jones five. Really. That's going to happen. <laughs> Didn't everyone hate the shit out of four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched it once. I don't remember hating it, but I don't know. Didn't we watch it together? I don't think we've watched it. No. Okay. We watched all the we other ones. We watched the ones. first four. We watched the, the original trilogy. Okay. We've not watched the fourth one yet. I think it's okay. on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, but it's hated by a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I heard I'd it. like to watch it again at the very okay. least to re- verify if I hated it or not. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, apparently, Harrison Ford has made comments that filming should be be happening within like two months or so okay so that puts us around april of this year yeah give or take nice april so that's pretty cool, cool. yeah i wonder who they're gonna have be his uh new person yeah that's true they probably I'm aren't gonna go back to not... shia labeouf yeah. with uh the hatred people had for that character yeah he, that basically he was supposed to take over the mantle right but everybody was uh, like no yeah <laughs> But he's come back into the spotlight lately, so maybe he's proven he's a better actor now. So I just had a really good idea. What? Adam Driver. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Have like the ultimate crossover yeah. <laughs> for and, Harrison Ford. And fans. then he kills him. Yeah, and takes over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. It's like a passing of the torch, but yeah. like forced passing. On, not on purpose. Yeah. yeah. The stealing of the torch. Yeah, the stealing of the torch. <laughs> okay, well, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yeah. actually <laughs> Indiana of... Jones type movies. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh. <laughs> yes, so Tom Holland has been in the news lately saying he's optimistic about Uncharted, the movie. Um, I'm not really understanding how he's possibly optimistic but because they pay him to be optimistic yeah. <laughs> about it to help their publicity for a movie yeah. that does not exist yet right right okay and may never so let's i mean what uh, there's been so many things that have gone wrong already like yeah directors script writers uh just the release in general yeah <laughs> think it wasn't even supposed to be out already yeah i think so so uh yeah but Tom Holland is apparently confident that this film is going to be not just good, but one of the best adaptations from a video game you can do to mm. surpass that that issue that the gaming industry has with making movies out of their okay. properties. Okay, yeah. He says in a quote, um, basically, that he thinks that people are going to be happy with it. It's going to avoid those problems because it's an origin to the games. So if you play the games, you haven't seen what's going to happen yet. And if you haven't played the games, you're still going to enjoy it because it's a fun story, basically. Which is fair. Like, seeing an origin story to a video game is cool because then you 
assuming it's quote unquote canon to what you think is supposed to happen, like you're going to enjoy yeah. it because you're like, oh, that's how that started. And it's still the characters you know and love, but it's not like you didn't do that scene right or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's two mentalities when it comes to game adaptations, yeah. whatever, to, to movie. It's mm-hmm. like one is you got the fans that want it exactly like the fucking game. Yeah. They just want to see the game as a fucking movie. Yeah. Typically me. Right. Uh, and then the second one is you don't want it to be anything like the game because you want it to be something different. Yeah. But follow the, the universe. Right, right. So those people are stupid. <laughs> Make it the fucking game yeah. as a movie. That's the whole point. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you adapting it? Make a new concept. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's fair. But I'd be okay with either one personally. Only if that's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm fair. not saying it can't be good. Yeah. If you don't follow the exact story or blah, blah, right, blah. Right. But like it, it's more likely to be because it's yeah. people, you know, people like it. Right. That's true. Um, And his bullshit is kind of bullshit. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay. Saying that because we're going to make it an origin. So it's going to be an original story uh-huh. for the game character. Uh-huh. So saying basically we're not going to do what the games did. Right. Yeah. Cool. You're not the first to do that. Yeah. You ever heard of this piece of shit franchise called Resident Evil? Maybe he hasn't. I mean, that's just one example. There's like a million yeah. fucking games that there are. were turned into movies that did that exact thing where they did their own thing with the same title and right. they did not work out. Right. Okay. That's I mean, true. I mean, I get it. You're paid to say, oh, but we're going to be different. Yeah. No, you're still going to abuse me. <laughs> I, <laughs> you're still going to abuse me. I'm still in a domestic abuse situation. Yeah, with the movie studio. With the with the games to movie yeah. adaptations. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. When you prove that you can be different, I'll believe it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, maybe you just have a fucking script first. Yeah, they can try. Before you toot how great it's gonna be. Yeah. Toot. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be different, people. Toot toot. <laughs> No, you're not. (laughs) That's what my ex said. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, sorry. I just prove it. You know, show it. Yeah. Don't don't say it. Yeah. Spray it. Don't say it. (laughs) I think that works. That's what somebody did to our curtains. Whoa. (laughs) I mean, you're making it seem like it really happened that way. It didn't at all. It was just a callback joke. I mean, joke. we just had Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. It was a joke. Something sprayed our curtains. Okay. No. No. You had to take it to a weird place. I mean, you took it there. I, I didn't, just, I didn't though. I just highlighted it. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, Tom Holland, Sony, maybe maybe stick to Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? You guys seem to do well with Spider-Man, thanks to Marvel, obviously. Right, right. Uh, so uh, there is a little bit of news that may or may not be related to Spider-Man. Uh, so coming from a tweet account at ERC box office, not sure what this is. Uh, I was reading an IGN article. They said that they were able to, uh, find that the information is correct. Mm -hmm. What this tweet had come out with that Sony has an October 8th, 2021 release date set for an undisclosed marvel related film Hmm. okay well we know it's not the sequel to spider-man because that's already set for july 16th 2021 yeah that's true so what do we think it could be maybe what they're gonna do 
is have Uncharted be the film. <laughs> okay. And it ties into Spider-Man. It's the same character. You're, yeah. you're Peter Parker now. Yeah. I mean, they're doing their own thing, right? Yeah. So you are Peter Parker going through an Uncharted fucking adventure. You sound really bitter about it. No. <laughs> I don't think I do. Okay. So, you know, speculation is, is this a Spider-Verse related film, maybe? Like, you know, you got Sam Raimi supposedly going to direct the one Doctor Strange sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is this a completely separate thing? Is it just a character that's related to Spider-Man, but not at all going to tie in directly? It would be prudent of them to introduce this character in the Spider-Man sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's Sony. They're going to obviously tie everything together. Yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest question is, are they tying into Marvel even more than just Sony now? I'm wondering if You know, Morbius is the big question mark. Like, what does this fucking mean? Yeah. With what they did with that trailer. Yeah. So. My expectation is it's going to be something like Spider-Gwen or... Yeah, and they have that Spider-Woman film that they have in the works. I think they even just announced the director or rumored director Uh for that film. Okay. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. We'll do it next week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows what this is, but right. you know, it, just because it says Sony slash Marvel, people are excited, right? Yes. So of course, yeah. They got the job done. Yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. We're doing something. <laughs> we don't know what yet. Woo! But but Marvel, <laughs> Disney is also in the headlines. You know, because they aren't they aren't usually per the usual. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Apparently. Aladdin is getting a sequel. Mm. The live action version. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is Variety. A report via Variety. Exclusive. Uh, so we know that the movie was a big success. Even though it seems like people didn't like it. It yeah. seems overwhelming negativity toward that film. But it did really well. I think it was over a billion. Wow. Okay. Um, so they're getting a sequel. It's going to be produced by Dan Lin and Jonathan Eric, which I think were involved with the first one. Mm-hmm. And also Ryan Helprin will executive produce on this one. The big question mark is, is Guy Ritchie returning to direct this film? Uh, well, do you think he will be able to have all the characters say cunt every other word? I don't know if Disney's going to go that route with their family-friendly films. He might want to stick with his standard. Yeah, you uh, think they might make it like an R-rated uh, Aladdin <laughs> venture into that? I'd be okay with it. Yeah, but right. I'm assuming no. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you the cons. It's not continuing. What? <laughs> it's a whole new cunt. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, so... Three wishes. I wish for a... (laughs) Yeah, maybe he should just stick to uh, his more... His British gangster movies. Yeah. Because they're hilarious. Yeah, they are. They're more his thing. They seem to be. Yeah. More on that later. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they're they're planning a sequel. It's in early stages, obviously. Okay. Uh, They're hoping to bring back the main cast, but... That's going to all be offered to them as soon as they have a script. So right now Makes they sense. don't have any moves with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sources are saying that it's going to be a completely original story. It will not follow any of the sequels that are uh, from the animated okay. movie. There, there's two 
straight to DVD sequels that they had. Right, right. I think Return of Jafar and Among Thieves or something like that, which is Prince Among Thieves, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. like more focused on Aladdin's backstory or right, his right. family or something. Uh, so I guess it's gonna be a completely original story. Okay. I mean, probably should. You didn't do well yeah, with telling the, the, the one you already time. had. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, and then Disney's actually making a big move that nobody expected coming. Uh, they're we knew that they're bringing back. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? Um, I would argue this is a small move. Okay, well played. <laughs> Maybe they'll also bring in the cast of Little Women. Maybe. To, We're lucky. To do it. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't know this was happening. And I'm... Okay, well, it had been it. like announced a while back yeah. with the early Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, so, I forgot about it, obviously. Uh, originally, yeah. it was rumored to be a Disney Plus show. Okay. Like a reboot. Right. Uh, now the reports are that it is just going to be a movie. And okay. they are actually looking to do a theatrical release, not just straight to Disney cool. Plus. Okay. I mean, I'm on board. Yeah, right. But that's not the big news. Okay. Uh, so the big news is reprising his role as Wayne's Solinsky. I don't know if I ever say that right. Zelinsky. Zelinsky. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Is coming back. Whoa. Yes. He's going to play the same character. How uh, long has he, it been since he's been in a movie? A very long fucking time. Uh, 97 is the official last movie he's been in where he was like a live action okay. role. That's crazy. Uh, and that was actually the last Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. I think it was Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves or Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was the last movie he was in. Okay. Uh, he's done voice work and mm-hmm. I think even some game stuff. Okay. He's done small stuff. I think he was in- involved in some of the voiceovers for rides for Universal or something like that. Okay. For Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? Yes. At Disneyland? Was it at Disneyland? Yes. I guess that it would make more so sense. so fucking good. That's the... Okay, so that was the first time I was ever in one of those like... I guess 40 type things. Like, yeah, I guess that's the newer name for them. Yeah. But they've been around for a long time. I don't remember time. what they called it, but it was so fun. Yeah. That, the only time I ever went on like rides at Disneyland, I've only yeah. been like twice, but that one was fun. I, I remember doing one, I think it was Universal. It was like you're flying over California or some shit, and then like they shoot scents at you that like, oh, oh. this is oranges. <laughs> like <laughs> so stupid random. shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, he's back. Uh, and he had left, he basically retired. Back in 97, he basically told USA Today in an interview that he just wanted to spend more time with his family, his children, Mm -hmm. and he felt like the constant traveling didn't work for him to be able to to have that time with his family, Mm -hmm. with, you know, being in movies and stuff. Right. And so he just was able to take the time off and just kind of retire and, and focus on family, raise them. And for whatever reason, I guess, I mean, this was 97, so it's been a long time, right? 23 years? Yeah. So I'm assuming his kids are long out of his house and he's got more free time. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but he had said uh, in an interview with USA Today, I'm a single parent and I just found that it was too difficult to manage to raise my kids and to do traveling involved in making movies. So I took a little bit of time off. And the little bit of a break turned into a longer break. And then I found that I really didn't miss it. 
and the last few years I've been offered a number of parts in movies, and I've just turned them down. I don't know whether I'll go back to do it or not. Uh, and he was actually even offered a role in the 2016 Ghostbusters remake mm-hmm. with, you know, the, the the female cast. Right. Uh, so, yeah, go figure. He turned it down. He probably saw the script. and He's like, yeah, this is not good. Yeah. Um, this is actually interesting. Do you think that he'll have a cameo in the new Ghostbusters movie? No, no, no. He's, oh. I don't think he's involved in that at all. Oh, okay. I was just thinking, um, since he's coming back to acting. He well, I don't even interested. know when that quote's from. I think oh, that might okay. have been shortly after 97. That could be oh, an old okay, okay. quote. It's just, the quote is him saying why he's not why he was acting out. at the time. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so, hopefully we'll see him in more stuff besides yeah. this. Uh, but it does seem like it's going to be a sequel rather than a reboot. Because mm-hmm. he's reprising the same role. And actually, Josh Gad is going to play his son, Nick. Oh, you mean Olaf? Yeah, I think that's his real name. <laughs> oh no, it's Olaf Olafskin or Olaf Lawson. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's basically it. Cool. Uh, just it's I mean that's huge news. Yeah, definitely. And he's looking good. I saw pictures of him now. He's like he's looking good. He doesn't look like he's aged very much. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's very confusing to me. Okay, and it's uh, time for another episode of Batwatch Twenty Twenty, right? Yeah, I mean a lot of bat watching too. Yeah, not even cast, just like yeah, actual watching actual bat of watching. The bat. Yeah, <laughs> watch of the bat. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Reeves, the director, has posted camera footage of Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. Mm-hmm. It's like very dark and red lighting. It's it's a very brooding look. Yeah. Uh. So he posted that on Vimeo, mm-hmm. which I guess I assume is like a portfolio type thing for. It's just video. like a video hosting site. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it's potentially inspired by like the Arkham games, just by like the weird mechanical kind of look to okay. some of it. Uh, and also, also Gotham by Gaslight, which is like a more vintage yeah. Batman. And then also the music could possibly be the theme music for Batman. There's okay. some music that's kind of playing on, on uh-huh. the background. Uh, I mean, that's all question marks. So, you know. Yeah. And the bat symbol, this is more of a rumor mm-hmm. based off uh, a comic strip or not a, a comic run that they have of mm-hmm. Batman. So people are speculating that the bat symbol on his chest yeah. is made from the parts of the gun that killed his parents. Oof. Because they say it looks like a gun, like parts of a gun. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a comic run that writer Kevin Smith mm-hmm. and artist Jim Lee created where in the storyline, Bruce Wayne, oh, I'm just retarded, where Bruce Wayne actually buys the gun that was used to kill his parents. And then he does the exact thing where he breaks it down and turns it into the bat symbol for his suit. Okay. And it's supposed to represent turning from despair into hope and protection. Okay. So pretty dark. People I... are speculating that, that they're taking that concept and putting it into this film. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty pretty <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> well let's get uh 
Larry David as a uh, Joker, right? Oh yeah, right. That'd be funny. <laughs> he just gets into like discussion arguments yeah. with everyone. <laughs> or the Riddler. I guess you could do the Riddler yeah. even. Yeah. He could just be very. Uh, like the riddles are just like trying to riddle understand. me this. Why is this guy parked backwards yeah. in a slanted parking spot? <laughs> riddle me this. Why is my coffee cold? How long does it take you to get from the coffee maker to the counter? Should we talk about our trailers? Yeah, we have a few trailers. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you start out because this is like your jam. Yes. Uh, finally saw... I. Uh, Finally saw a trailer for The French Dispatch, which has a subtitle, which I didn't know about. I've just been hearing about The French Dispatch, and apparently it's actually The French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. Okay. They'll change that at some point to Kansas, The French Dispatch. No. (laughs) Anyway, this is a Wes Anderson movie, and it's got an all-star cast as usual, and some newcomers that I haven't seen in Wes Anderson movies yet, so that's pretty exciting. To see some new characters instead of the same, like, eight actors. (laughs) Um, And it looks the same quirky bullshittery that is usually in Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, it was very (laughs) much his style. Yeah, it just I was like, oh, I feel like I've seen this movie. Yeah, it looks great, so I can't wait for it. It's definitely a treasure from me. Okay. I will say that it was typical, because like I just said. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. This is what he would do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm not as yeah. into his stuff as you are. Wes There's movies. some that I like. I really like The Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed uh, The Life of Dogs, if that's the name of it. The, the. What's it called? Isle of Dogs? Isle of Dogs. The Isle of Dogs. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Guess I didn't enjoy it that fucking that much. That movie was really uh, intense. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think his humor really works well in the animated. Yeah, it does. Uh, and yeah, 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 I know. I haven't seen the fantastic Mr. Fox. It's the best movie ever made. That's a hot take for anybody who didn't know. Okay. Go watch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's exactly what I expected to be. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be watching this with you. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was typical for me. Okay. Not to say that's bad. I'm. If you're into this, you're into this. Yeah. If not, it's, it's very much a... You have to enjoy his style. Yes. Which I don't hate. Yeah. But, but you're not in love I'm with it. I'm not in love with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. The next one we have is The Iron Mask. Um, not to be mistaken for The Man in the Iron Mask. Very different. Which I really wanted to find a connection and I couldn't. Okay. <laughs> um, this has Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan in it, and it comes out April 10th. So I was kind of expecting... Like, you're sold I, already, right? I just... I, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> A lot of trouble understanding what's being said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... See, here's the problem. It's trash, but I want to see it. So... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look good, but I still want to watch it. It does look very uh, interesting. It's It's like, uh, it feels like it's extremely low budget. Yes. But big budget. You know what it reminds (laughs) me of is um, the Batman movies with the nipples on the suits. Okay. Maybe they'll have that. Yeah, maybe. But like, it seemed legitimately like low budget. 
And it seems like a huge step back for both of those actors. To me. Yeah, well, I mean, Jackie Chan has kind of disappeared for a long time in Hollywood. He's done a lot of the uh, Chinese market, I believe. Okay. He, he's done a lot of films okay. overseas. But I, as far as Hollywood, he hasn't really been in a lot of stuff recently, right? I guess you're right. Either way, it just, yeah. it seems so much more low budget than I would expect from them. Yeah, and it's like the producers of Kill Bill, I think it said. Yeah, and then they uh, say that, and then they show that trailer, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I got the same vibe, but yeah, okay. Um, it seems like what I got, and I'm sure you got this too, was mm-hmm. that's them older. Those two yeah. actors are them when they're older, yeah. and then they had two other actors that seem like they were the, the same characters in a younger... I, I think there's going to be a lot of flashbacks okay. to tell their story of their relationship. Gotcha. And it's going to come together at some point. Okay. There's this witch dragon bitch. Yeah. I... <laughs> Got a lot of elements. Very, I'm you know, generic yeah. villain seemingly yeah. character. Yeah. I'm going to assume that they're after each other at first. Yeah. She becomes a thing and they go, oh, we got to work together like we used to. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. Yeah. Fight with yeah. her and not each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I obviously want to see it, but yeah. it, it didn't look good. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> I want to see the train crash. <laughs> I mean. Give me the train wreck. <laughs> How many limbs are there going to be, people? Okay. Let's guess. <laughs> what are you going to rate it? I'll say typical. Typical? Okay. It didn't. It didn't do it for me. Okay. Like, to the extent I was like, oh, I got to see this. But, yeah. like, it, it yeah. looks fine. Okay. At the very least, it's a streaming yeah. movie. Yeah, definitely. Even it definitely. Go there. That seems more like a movie I would watch on Netflix, for yeah. sure. And I would say it's more because it looks so kooky rather than me legitly caring about what the right. plot is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what did you give it? Typical or lower? I mean, I guess I have to. I have to call it a typical because I want to see it. Okay. But I need to be clear that I think it looks like trash, but I still yeah. want to see it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going with typical. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a that's a rating with a heart of trash, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, another trailer. This was a big one. Was the I mean, if you can even call this a trailer, the Stranger Things season four. I guess, wouldn't it be more of a teaser? Yeah, it was a it was real a teaser. Big, it, and they didn't even, did they even say Stranger Things? I didn't see I it. don't think they even said that. Yeah. It's just implied. Yeah. So um, basically, this is an origin story for <laughs> Captain Russia. <laughs> Isn't it Captain Comrade? I can't remember. Red Guardian. You mean Captain Russia? Captain Russia, my yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, they're tying in Stranger Things into the Marvel Universe. Obviously. Yeah. I mean,. What else are they going to do? There's no other, there's no other explanation here. I mean, here. the timeline would work. It would, yeah. He's in the 80s here, right? Yeah, yeah. Presumably because of Something like Stranger that. Things yeah. when we left off with season two they or really three should, or whatever. They should do that. That'd How be funny so, would that be? That'd be so funny. They do like a whole crossover. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to this. Basically, I, it was just, oh, he exists unless this is not that. Yeah. But we're saying it is. Yeah. But we're not saying anything. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say typical for me yeah. because I fully expected this to happen and I kind of feel like this yeah, is... Yeah, they already kind of teased it yeah. in the season three. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess not really because you don't know... No, we haven't... That there would be a problem. Yeah. So, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say typical. Okay. It doesn't really pique my interest any more than it already than I was already interested because I already... Yeah. Because this is kind of like a, okay, cool. Dead yeah. dove. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what I expected. Yeah. So what about I you? I mean, I did. I knew exactly what I yeah, expected. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'd say typical. Okay. So we're just fucking straight typicals. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't. Yeah. But... Oh, whatever. <laughs> and that's typical of you. Okay. To disagree. Okay, that's true. It is. Uh, and then we kind of went over the hunt, uh, which is the fourth trailer we watched, which you know we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a treasure for me. I definitely want to see this. Yeah, I agree. I think it looks really good. Yeah, and they they show more. Yeah premise of the the film in the news trailer yeah Uh, i'm more interested actually i was interested the first time when we saw the original trailer but now i'm more interested so it's definitely a treasure for me too yeah and it's really soon so uh yeah that's my go-to for sure on this list of trailers this week okay um should we talk about the movies we watched yeah we uh have three yeah wow we saw a lot of movies yeah we did yeah i mean not as many as we saw for the Oscars. Right, but right. <laughs> still a good amount. Yes. Okay. Okay, so one uh, first one we watched was the rhythm section with Blake Lively as the main character. Um, we also saw Jude Law in it. Saw him in the trailer, so whatever. Um, I'd say they're the main characters. Mm-hmm. And this one actually didn't do well. Hasn't done well at all. Um, it only has a 27% tomato meter and a 43% audience score as of today. Um, hmm. So I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the <laughs> critics' opinions, like why it was yeah. so low. Because I feel like it was a fine movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so and also it's a box office bomb and they're claiming this is the worst wide opening weekend of all time. I don't know what to base that information off of, but um, it's projected to lose around forty million dollars. The budget was fifty, and it's only made just under six million so far. And it's been out a couple weeks, right? Yes, it came okay. out January twenty something. Okay, so it's at like twenty seventh, maybe. maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So that's kind of surprising to me. Like, I don't. Uh, interesting fact is it was actually supposed to come out February of last year, but then Blake Lively got injured during the filming, so they had to delay it, and it was supposed to be November of last year, but then they pushed it even further, probably because there were so many big movies coming around mm-hmm. coming out. Um, which, I don't know. It's it's un- it's sad to see it be this, do, do this poorly, because I think, I don't think it was this bad. Um, hopefully they'll make some money back after afterwards. Yeah, I mean, this is a lower budget, so fifty million. Yeah, um, and in the background like, is they haven't made much. I so. mean, yeah, that's really a, such a tiny, tiny amount. They've made, made less than six million so far. That's yeah. so crazy. That's insane, right? Yeah. Um, it was based actually on a book called The Rhythm Section by Mark Burnell, which I didn't know when we watched the movie, um, and. That makes me interested to check out the book because I wonder if yeah. there was if more to sale. it. If it's on sale. If it's on sale, yeah. <laughs> That's your jam. Yeah, if it's sale on sale. Sale books. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, basic premise, woman's family has been taken from taken her life. Taken from her life. Uh, she wants to get revenge on the people responsible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a pretty standard, it's not really standard, but it's a, when you... Swap it. It's yeah. like men, family taken from life, wants revenge on people involved. Yeah. So it's not often that we see Her that. family was fridged. You can say it. Yeah. It's not often you see the... Fuck it. Open the freezer. <laughs> um, the woman as the person that's like avenging her family. and But it's been done many times. So I don't know why this was so poorly received. But I have a theory. Um, 
it's interesting that you see the other female-led movies like this, like um, bomb- Bombshell. Mm. No, not Bombshell. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, it's a female-led no, movie. But I'm talking about Salt. Atomic Atomic Blonde is okay. what I was thinking of. That one doesn't do as well either, I don't Right, think. but it was a lot better than this. Um, those other, there's a lot of other movies in the last couple of years that came out that were like a female mm-hmm. badass, right? But they're yeah. like suddenly really good at fighting and they're like hella good at what they do, yeah. even though they've never fought before. So this movie, she is clearly, uh, I mean, we saw she's, I guess it's kind of a spoiler. I don't know. What do you think? About her ability to fight? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Um, She's not immediately capable of doing everything as a quote-unquote assassin or whatever. That's what I liked about this film was it was realistic in that she's thrown into this world that she wants to partake in and she's just not good at it. No, she's terrible at it. She has to learn and adapt to do the job that she wants done based off what she can do. Not just, oh, throw me in a scenario and I... Was able to succeed because right. I had to. Because I had to, yeah. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. Like, you can't just learn to be that cold-hearted yeah. assassin. And she does fail yeah. uh, throughout Multiple the film. Multiple times. And it has consequences. Yep, it sure does. Um, and then she eventually f- figures out a way that works for her, which is better. Yeah. And yeah, so I yeah. really enjoyed that aspect of this film. That it was more yeah. realistic to, like, yeah. what a person would go through if they mm-hmm. actually were thrown in a scenario to and do these by unspeakable things yeah yeah and i agree with you i think that's what made this movie better i think but i my theory is that society doesn't want to see people fail at things they want to see the badass superhero version of it because but i would argue that they didn't actually do that they didn't give that perspective though the trailer was very misleading i feel that's true you're right the trailer made it seem like it was very much a angelina jolie salt Salt, type movie or something like that that's a good point you're right so, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I would recommend people go see it. I don't think it was worth its 27-43%. I think it was a lot better It's than a very that. good movie. And I, Blake Lively does a really good job in it. I think it's the marketing sucked for this film. Yeah. I feel like I didn't see much for it outside I, of theaters. I feel like I only saw ads on Instagram, which is weird. Yeah, I don't think I've even seen any any advertising outside of the, just the trailers in uh-huh. the theater. And, and like I said, the first trailer was very misleading from what I feel the movie ended up being. Yeah. And the second trailer took a completely different direction, mm-hmm. but also not yeah. really... Neither one of them really represented the film. Represented the film. So... Yeah. In retrospect, I'm wondering if I only saw an ad on Instagram because I saw a post that Ryan Reynolds made of his wife because he was maybe. like hot outfit or whatever, making fun of how ridiculous she looked and something she was wearing. Yeah. And... Hmm. Interesting. Because I... Anyway. So... I recommend yeah. people check it out. Uh, so, I guess you could say this film isn't very lively after all. I guess not. <laughs> but uh, I would say she did a great job. I agree. Um, I Like I was telling you, I don't even know what she's from. I knew she existed because you know, she's married to Ryan Reynolds. But right. like, I honestly didn't realize she was in a lot of films. I, yeah. I just knew her from... Like, you know, like you said, his right. posts and stuff. and Yeah. You know, she was in the Green Lantern with him. I saw it so long ago. I honestly oh, okay. don't remember okay. that. So I guess that movie, you know. <laughs> Did exist. <laughs> so, well, I was going to say uh, there was something positive that came right. out of that movie. Yes, is there what was I was going to say. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, Deadpool. He was able to make fun of it and make Deadpool better. Yes. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, she did a really good job in this film. I, I felt like it was very, uh, very hard to watch at times, especially seeing her having to grow again. Yeah. After what happens in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of, you know, go into like backstories to like why she's dealing with it the way she is. Yeah. Um, and the movie is very much about her. There's other actors, but like she's just it's the just main her. focus. It's yeah. a very small story. Very. Which even then, like I said, the trailers I felt like made it seem like this big thing. Right. That she was a part of. Right. And really it was really a small tale about her. Yeah. It's very focused on extent. her. There's a larger plot, but it's not nearly as large as the trailers make you believe it. Yeah. Believe. Okay. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I would probably not have seen it had you not wanted to. At least in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have paid for this movie if we didn't have a membership. I was really interested in it. So okay. I hope that they still get credit for the earnings. Yeah, we I have think a membership. they do. I'm pretty sure they do. Okay. I've tried to look into that, how that works. I'm pretty sure they get credit for it. I okay. think it's just a theater that loses the profits. Okay. But I think That's the idea fine. is they're trying to get the concession sales. Right, right, right. Sucks to suck. Right. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. Don't allow purses, idiots. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> somebody's bringing in Cajun fries again. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, listen to our Oscar or, or the last episode. Yeah. Okay. So for another callback, uh, we talked about Guy Ritchie earlier, briefly, and one of the movies that we saw was called The Gentleman, which I was really excited for this movie, and it's um. Pretty much your standard Guy Ritchie, British gangster movie. Um, I guess I'll start off with the stats. It has a 73% tomato meter and 84% audience score. And uh, the general premise is an American who moved to London, started a big marijuana empire, decides to try and sell his business, and then plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail ensue for everyone trying to steal it from him as a result. And I'm pretty sure it might have broken the record, if there was a record before, <laughs> for the most number of times the word cunt is said in a movie. I was hoping you were going to say, for the most cunts in a movie. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a porno with that, that record. Would, <laughs> that would have been better, but I missed it. Um, so I really like this one. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know how I really felt going in, to be honest. I was just kind of like, it's interesting, but I didn't really know exactly where it was going to go. Yeah. Obviously, you wanted to go, so we obviously went. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I think I laughed a lot in this movie, which yeah. I'm not sh- I guess you were supposed to. Yeah, I think I, you were. We had a small crowd in our audience, and yeah. I feel like most of the people were laughing around the same portion. So yes. I. I kind of enjoyed that aspect where it felt like, you know, like a group. Yeah. We were getting the same shared experience type thing, kind of without actually interacting. (laughs) Yeah. How weird was that, too? There was, like, a really old couple. Yes. Like, a few rows in front of us. I was like, do they know what movie they're at? That was very weird. Or am I just, like, being an ageist and assuming they wouldn't like this movie because of their age? I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, it seemed like they were cracking up, too. Yeah. So... Although, I feel like this is the kind of movie that, um, like, Evie and Stewart would like this, so. Yeah, you calling them old? No. 
<laughs> but they're older than we are. <laughs> yeah. I hope they don't listen. I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> I mean, Stewart might listen. Yeah. While he's flying his planes. Yeah. Nah, probably not. <laughs> um, so, for anybody's reference, this has um, a pretty decent cast. You've got Matthew McConaughey as the main character, Mickey Pearson, Charlie Hunnam as Ray, um, Michelle Dockery. I think she did a really good job. I don't remember what else I know her from, but she's um, Rosalind Pearson, and I think she does a really good job with the character. Um, yeah, I didn't really recognize her, but she did have a face where I was like, Maybe she's been in something that yeah. I've seen. I recognize her face and I recognize her name, but I don't know how. Yeah. Um. But I was I liked how I liked her character. I think she did a good job. Um. Jeremy Strong played um a character named Matthew. Colin Farrell was in it as coach. That was great. Um. His character was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Henry Golding, I don't think I don't know if he's a newcomer or not. He was Dry Eye, one of the I guess you'd say villains of the story. Although to yeah. be fair, I think everyone's a villain. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's your perspective. You <laughs> yeah, know? it's your How, perspective. However you, you see um, him. And then Hugh Grant uh, was a character named Fletcher, which was great because I don't actually recall ever seeing him in anything that's not a romantic comedy until this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been in things I think that were more like serious roles rather than romantic comedy i'm sure he has but i just don't know if i've seen this them. one i felt like <laughs> this was not anything. i did not expect him in this kind of a role yes and the weird thing is i was like he's supposed to look really bad mm-hmm. but he still looked very charming yes for <laughs> yeah he looked great for yeah. how like aged and yeah and like weird he looks from yeah. what you usually see him in i was like, like i feel like he's still charming people yeah absolutely it's bullshit yeah. Uh, yeah, this whole cast was very well put together. Yeah. I, I think I enjoyed pretty much everybody, even the ones that you're supposed to hate. Yes. Yeah. I think the only one I had no idea who the hell he was is Jeremy Strong. Uh, Matthew? The new buyer. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I recognize him from somewhere, but I can't figure out where. I feel like he just has one of those faces that looks like... Uh, he kind of remind me of what's his name that plays Buster in uh, <laughs> Arrested Development. Arrested Development. <laughs> I could see that. I feel like he reminded me of a young, uh, like of a very young, like a little boy actor that we had seen in something recently. But and as a grown, obviously person. it's not him because the age <laughs> doesn't match. But yeah, as a grown person, like something about his face. But I was like, I don't know, something about him's familiar, but I can't recognize him either. So. But, but he did a really good job, too. Agreed, with, uh, yeah. I mean, you knew exactly what kind of character he was supposed to be. Yeah, right off the But, bat. like, it worked well. Yes, true. Um, I think it was a fun movie. I mean, a little, there's, I mean, I guess it's fun is relative. But to me, it was fun. It was kind of like a slightly dark comedy. It was a really fun movie. No, it was hilarious <laughs> to me. But I was thinking about it in the back of my head. And I was like, some people will be like, this is pretty intense shit that's yeah going i think on. if you went in not knowing that they were gonna say cunt every other sentence yeah. <laughs> which was part and of the you have part. a problem with that yes if you have a problem with the word cunt a how are you still listening and b yeah. don't go see this movie <laughs> yeah uh i mean i don't mind it so no i don't have a problem i thought with it, it actually made it way better for certain yeah, parts absolutely what was there's a line he oh my gosh he said to somebody 
He said something like, you couldn't lift a cheese wheel. <laughs> you couldn't you, lift a wheel of cheese. Yeah, you couldn't lift a wheel of cheese, you cunt. You weak cunt or something like cunt. that. Yeah. <laughs> Completely out of nowhere. Yes. I was like, well, you probably couldn't. Yeah. Um, I guess in general, I think it's a really fun movie, and I think it has a lot to offer, not just as a... British gangster movie but as a there are some underlying themes that are admirable I guess I don't know how to say I don't want to spoil it for anybody but I think that it's a legitimate movie pretty much I would say that if you like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch or movies of that nature you're definitely going to enjoy this I think it was right up there with them Oh yeah, it definitely highlighted his older yes. directing. Yes, this is this is what I know Guy Ritchie from, not from Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I think he needs to keep doing shit like this. Yeah. I really enjoyed too how I felt like the movie always kept you guessing, mm-hmm. and things felt like they'd be predictable, but then like they weren't. Yes, it kind of um it leads you to believe certain things, and then it's like. And then you're starting to think backwards on yourself, like, wait, now I think it's this, but I feel like they're trying to make me think yeah. that. And you're constantly you're questioning it, and you don't really ever know the answer yeah. until the very end. Yeah. Yes. I think it's pretty good at um, keeping you guessing and not letting you predict how it's all going to play out. Yeah. And I feel like the trailer made this feel like it was a completely different movie than it is. Do you? Yeah. Oh, like, I felt okay. like... I thought it was going to be a bigger story than it is. It, it's more of a artsy narrative right direction of how they tell the story it's not so much like just you're watching shit happen it's that's fair it's a very unique take on telling a story yes and they use time and shit to like really direct where where they want you to focus as far as characters and plot points yes i agree but i recommend it i think it's a entertaining movie and i would totally watch it again oh yeah who was your favorite character uh, out of all of them. I know there's a lot. Who would you pick as your favorite? Uh, Coach, probably. Coach, for sure. Yeah. Right. I feel like he was... So Colin Farrell played yeah. Coach. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was like the character that was supposed to represent the audience just kind of going along with the story. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. But I'm just trying yeah. to stay with it Yeah. as much as I can without, you know... <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just doing what I can to get through this. And, uh, you know, the input that was pretty funny. So. He was pretty much the major comedic relief of this Yes. whole yeah. film. Yeah, I did really enjoy Charlie Hunnam's character was, had some personal personality quirks that were exploited or, mm-hmm. or teased uh, by other characters, which I thought was funny. But I think if I had to choose just one, I'd say Colin Farrell's character was probably the overall the funniest. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. He would probably be my favorite, actually. Yeah? Why did you like Charlie Hunnam's character the best? Kind of like what you were saying. I just felt like he had, like, very unique quirks that kind of showed who he was, but also, like, he was... I don't know. He just was a very professional Mm -hmm. employee, I guess you would say. Yeah, whatever he was. But, like, he also had this, like, menacing, like, uh, you don't know what he's going to do kind of attitude at the same time. Very true. Like, he was professional, but, like, he might flip out on you. You just don't know. You don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And it might be for something completely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the ending was 
a little lacking for what I wanted. Okay. But I get why they went the direction they did. Okay. If I had to rate this, I would say it's a five gentlemen. Yeah, I would probably give it a five as well. It's kind of shit like this that hope has me hoping that Guy Ritchie doesn't go back to Aladdin. Yeah, seriously. So we can get him to do something more, more like, like this, this again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Stop wasting your fucking time on yeah. shit that is not funny and good like this. I mean, I'd even like to see a sequel if possible because mm-hmm. I feel like they could continue this. Even if it's like a completely new set of characters to an extent. Like, yeah. you can use at least one of them to mm-hmm. Or they could do a prequel movie another... on the coach's character. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. Or, you know, any of them, really. Yeah. It would be interesting to see their backstories. Yeah. One question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was Matthew McConaughey supposed to be Irish or not? He was American. He was American. Okay. Because he's got, like, Irish name. And sometimes oh. I feel like he was supposed to have an accent. But I couldn't tell. No, he was an American who had moved to London as an expatriate. So he had naturalized or whatever. He had lived there. Okay. But he was from America. So maybe he just went by Mickey to throw people off? Or was it a known that he was American? Uh, It could As far as we're aware, everybody knows he's American. I think everybody knew he was American, Okay. Yeah, I think he did a really good job with that role. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't... At first, I couldn't see him in a role where he plays the kingpin to a... Yeah. Like a criminal empire, but like, through the film, I'm like, huh. Yeah. It definitely uh, shed some light on the possibilities of the underground. Yeah. (laughs) And I think he did a good job portraying that. Yeah. It was a very unique take on the black market of drug dealing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really wasn't even about drug dealing. It was just a personal story about a a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Okay. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Yep. So, I recommend people go see it if Absolutely. you're looking for something fun and uh, different. Yes. <laughs> With a lot of words that most people don't Colorful like. language. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. I think that's that about covers it on that one, yes? Yep. Okay. Talk about the uh, main event then. Yeah. So, we went and saw Sonic. Yes. Pretty much the first showing, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Thursday yeah. was, yeah. Thursday, I guess it was. Uh-huh. I didn't at first have any passion for this movie. I was like, I'm, I'm going to see it. But to be honest, the more people were shitty about the CGI mm-hmm. issue, yeah, the more it made me want to see this movie because I feel like entitled shitbags are ruining movies <laughs> these days. <laughs> and I wanted to show support. Unfortunately, this movie, the company that did the redo of the cgi yes uh they shut down shortly after yeah i remember that uh i don't think it was directly tied to this this situation Mm -hmm. but it just sucks to hear yeah so i guess to say i recommend this movie as showing support for the fact that they did change the cgi on this character like people wanted it's not directly supporting the people obviously because they lost their jobs yes but i feel like if people don't go see this and it doesn't succeed, mm-hmm. assuming it, you know, should. Right. Uh, I feel like then it's just shitty people win. Right. Well, I have some good news for you then. What's that? Um, I have some information that just came out today 
Sonic the Hedgehog has earned $57 million over its Friday to Sunday opening weekend, besting Detective Pikachu, which was $54 million. So it's doing well. Okay. So if you remember, too, I think last week we had news that they were projecting this was going to do like 30-something million. Yes. And that it was, quote, unquote, not going to do as right. well as Detective Pikachu's they, actual earnings. They were comparing projections to actual, which yeah, was stupid. which made no sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's even better to hear that this not only peated, but it actually beat it. Yes, and so now it has value. The, now it has the uh, title of biggest debut ever for a video game based movie. Yeah. Do you think that the controversy of the original look helped draw people in to see, I guess in a sense, if it's going to be a train wreck? <laughs> I don't know. Or do you I... think they just want to see how it changed visually? Um, I don't know. I honestly am not sure if that even mattered. Or maybe there's just that many people that enjoy Sonic. I mean, it was a pretty big deal of a game, right? I mean, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. The only problem is Sega is not as big of a thing as it used to be. Right. And Sonic, even though it still exists in the gaming industry, mm-hmm. it's not prominent like it used to be. Like, he used to right. go head-to-head with Mario. And now it's right. more of but a... but now it's a nostalgia thing. It's a... Yeah. It's yeah. a niche market as yeah. far as game sales, who's buying those games. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, it's it's done well so far, and, I mean, I even have, an, I had an interest, a slight interest in going to see this, based on, I don't, I had played Sonic, like, one, a Sonic mm. game, I can't even tell you which one, a long-ass time ago, for, like, 20 minutes, maybe. So, like, yeah. I didn't have a huge, like, emotional attachment to Sonic, the character, yeah. but I was like, oh, it's a hedgehog, it's blue, it collects rings, whatever. I'm never, I've never been good at it, obviously, as uh, we noted earlier when I was playing Sonic Mania. Yeah, and I've never really been good yeah. at the Sonic games. I think it's a very particular style that yes, you but the, either be, tolerate or you just yeah. can't get into. To be fair, I was never good at the Mario games either, yeah. so that's something that just escapes me. Gotcha. I'm just, I don't know. Anyway, um. Um, so... I don't know. I think it's it's done well, and even people that are not avid gamers or even could, would consider themselves gamers might have a nostalgia to the point of wanting to go see this. So I think it's one of the reasons it's gone well because I think there's more people that have it in their memory that Sonic was a thing than there yeah. are about Pikachu. Yeah. Well, okay. So Detective Pikachu was big just because it was a Pokemon character. Yes. Even though Sonic and Pokemon never really had a head-to-head rivalry yes. in a sense, it's because yeah. it's considered nintendo right so in that sense it's like the console war in a sense so um honestly i did enjoy detective pikachu Mm -hmm. i'm not obviously the biggest pokemon fan i played Mm -hmm. like the original game boy games back Mm -hmm. when i was in middle school um i really enjoyed this film more than detective pikachu and i did enjoy that movie Mm -hmm. i think this was probably you know we're talking about uncharted claiming they're gonna change the curse of games to movie adaptations i think this one nailed it yeah i I think this was a perfect adaptation taking something that didn't really have a heavy story to it other than dr robotnik's evil and he's taking animals and turning them into robots like yeah and there's a hedgehog who runs fast yeah (laughs) like (laughs) take it that whole concept and then actually making a decent plot and giving him a backstory purpose and, and yeah like it it really worked for what it was. Yeah. Sure, it's still a little weird because, like, I mean, you're dealing with a fucking hedgehog, but mm-hmm. 
the story they told, I could see it as being a thing. Yes. Like, it, it made sense in a real-world setting. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I really enjoyed this film. And, you know, like I said, I'm not really a huge Sonic fan in that sense. Right. But I really would recommend this movie for anybody. It's clearly tailored to bringing your kids at yeah. certain points. Yeah. Unfortunately. There's a couple parts that I that? really an- was annoyed by. Yeah. But I know that I am the minority in that. Yeah. Other than that, I thought the comedy was really good. I yeah. laughed a lot. There were some really funny yeah. puns they had in there. Yeah. I know you were. Um, they had some awkward, one negative I would say, they had some awkward product placement that I felt yeah. didn't work. Yeah. But guess i don't know it, i people were laughing in our theater during yeah. that moment and i was like ah i wasn't that funny yeah but i guess it worked because someone laughed yeah true so um i mean you'll obviously know it when you hear it but it just yeah. seemed like it was really out of place and forced yeah i'm assuming they helped with the budget by doing it but... must have yeah uh well for the most part audiences agree with you it looks like uh, the audience score is 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, not doing as well with the critics at a 63% tomato meter. So that's kind of surprising. But I'm sure this is going to... I imagine those critics are the people that are like, oh, there wasn't a lot of substance to the plot or something fucking smart smelly. Yeah, you think so? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> or people that are shitting on the graphics. I don't know. Um, obviously the background of this movie is that it's based on a video game, so, uh, or video game character anyway. Yeah. Um, so I never really would expect the critic response to be very good on yeah. a game, on a movie like well, that. Well, aside from all the controversy on the CGI issue, mm-hmm. going into this, I feel like the trailers really paint this movie like it's like a Elvin the Chipmunks yes. or a Smurfs or Absolutely. like something more aimed at children, obviously. Yes. Yeah. What you would expect by the premise. But I do feel like it works for all ages. It really isn't just a children's movie. And maybe that was their goal was to try and get a new generation of fans. Yeah. And then they'll pump out more games. Yeah. I don't know. But. That's a good point. Uh, it just really worked. Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't even that huge of a cast, right? We had Ben Schwartz, who... who is John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Okay, for yeah. For who doesn't realize that. And I didn't even realize it was him yeah. uh, doing the voice. So he's the voice of Sonic. Yes. And then once I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, now I hear it. Yeah. Uh, James Marsden as Tom Wachowski, which uh, everyone knows as Cyclops from the Fox <laughs> X-Men movies. Yeah. Uh, and also he, I don't remember his character name, but he's in Westworld as yes. a character. Mm-hmm. To avoid he's spoilers for that, I will yeah. just say he's a character. Yeah. Uh, and then Tika Sumter as Maddie Wachowski, which is his wife. Yes. Uh, she didn't have that big of a role. No. Honestly, she probably couldn't have not existed. Agreed. But she was in it enough. That, yeah. And I was happy with what she was. I think the point of her character was to create a bigger arc for his character to mm-hmm. have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. In a sense. Yes. In his life. Yeah. Um, And then of course the big name in this movie is Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Yes. 
which I'm kind of torn with him. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job in this movie. Okay. As Dr. Robotnik. Mm-hmm. However, only in the sense that he really looked like the character and I could see him having the personality of not relating to people. Okay. I feel like it was a little weird and awkward that he had the 90s Jim Carrey comedy hyperbolic yeah. weird shit. Yeah. Which, again, I guess that's probably what they wanted him for. Yeah. But I don't feel like that necessarily fits the character. I see what you mean, yeah. But it does work. Yes. In the context of this movie. I guess if right. that's the angle they're going for, then it works. But I feel like it felt out of place. Right. But you get used to it once you... Yes. You know, get comfortable into the movie with who that character is and his motives and blah, blah, blah. And obviously he's meant to be hated, so... Right. But I think that's one of the reasons that they liked him as this character and let him do what he did with it or directed him to do. I don't know whose idea it was. Well, but... Maybe they even pitched that to him. Yeah. Was, we want you to do this style. Yeah. Be um, Ace Ventura. I think... I think that's... <laughs> All righty the... then. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons that he was good for it because they wanted to appeal to the kids' audience. And so, yes, you want a villain who's crazy, but you want them to be at least uh, entertaining, even yeah. but not like so, not such a villain that they're evil and scary, but yeah. a weirdo, weirdo, wacko villain that's like, what? Well, that guy's a weirdo, but and he's a bad yeah. guy, but I'm not really that scared of him. He's just, just <laughs> he just felt like Fire Marshal Bill, but not likable. Yeah, there. It was an odd direction that they went with the character. I will give you that. I have. I assume that that's related to them targeting the children's audience, yeah. or at least allowing yeah. the children's audience to fit with the. And I guess also why it felt weird was because like, what's the last movie he's really done where he's been that kind of Jim Carrey? Like he's been a very serious actor for the longest time now, right? That's a fair point. I mean, he's not in a whole lot of things anymore. But when he is, he's more of a serious actor now. Yeah. So it, it, I guess it just seeing him back in that early Jim Carrey phase was was interesting. Yeah. And to say that he wasn't likable, mm-hmm. he was though in a in the sense that yeah he was likable, knowing that he's being Doctor Robotnik. Like you yes. like him being Doctor Robotnik. But you don't like him as a person. Yes. Agreed. Uh, and this movie was filled with Easter eggs and nods to the game, the franchise. Yeah. A lot of pop culture references that yeah. I did not expect. Yeah. Well, tell me more about these uh, Easter eggs because I don't know, um, I think, almost any of them. Okay. Well, in the in the intro, they do like a nice little Sega chime. So that was a nice little nod to like the intro okay. of... The games on console. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have music that plays at certain points of the movie where it's the Green Hill Zone music. Okay. And it fits really well. Like, you would feel like it's just a part of the movie, but it, like, if you know it, it it's like, oh, you know, it, it was a nice nostalgic feel. Okay. And it fit really well. It was smart how they used the music. Okay. Uh, on top of that, they have just locational settings that are either teased or just Easter egg, you know, titles like Green Hill Zone is somewhere he runs. Green Hill is the name of the location that of the town that he seems to be living for a moment. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. And that's, you know, the stages in some of the games. Right. Uh, Hilltop Road Highway was a sign that he was playing. I think it was even the trailer. Yeah. Uh, he was playing, like, ping pong by himself. And that was his table to play. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is a reference to Hilltop Zone. There's a reference to Mushroom Hill Zone. Okay. And then they just had like a bunch of other little nods. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, the rings are in this film. Yes. And they cleverly use them in a way that really works with the plot. And so it's not just like some random material that he's just looking for and holding on to for no fucking reason. Like, yeah. He, there is a purpose to these rings. He's not just like a and, becoming a and jeweler. And they, they made it work well, I feel like. Uh, they call him a blue devil at a certain point. There's a character mm-hmm. that refers to him as a blue devil. Uh, that's actually a reference to one of his vehicles in one of the racing games. Oh, okay. Okay. He eats chili dogs. That was like a known thing, at least in the cartoons, that he was like really into chili dogs. Okay. There was a couple anime cartoons in the 90s. Okay. Um, they showed him use a spin dash attack. Oh, yeah. That's also in the trailer, so that's not really a spoiler. Uh, And then just, like, references, like, gotta go fast. Uh, His iconic shoes. Yes. They they show the origins of his shoes, so that was kind of funny. I thought that was cute, what they did with that. It was kind of random and a little bit forced, but kind of cute. Yeah, it was, you know, and especially since, like... I guess. The look of those shoes are so iconic. Yes. So the way that they do it was was clever. Uh, and then there was even a clever thing where uh, there's a scene where he's waiting and he starts tapping his foot. Yes. That's in the games. If you don't control the character yeah. for so long, yeah, the character goes idle and he starts tapping his I foot. I remember that about the game, actually. <laughs> so that was a clever yeah, little thing. I'm like a flashback to that from yeah. a long time ago. Because I was always slow at video games. Um, and then there's not really so much Easter eggs as world building. There are a few things. I don't actually want to say what they are because I don't want to spoil it for people. Right. But there are some world building uh, devices in this film that seem like they're just short-lived scenes or references. Mm-hmm. But they are clearly building plot points for a feature for this franchise. Okay. Yeah, don't want to say what they are. but. Right. You will know what they are. Yeah, you'll know what you You will see, it. see what the reference is if you know anything about Sonic, and yeah. you will be very excited. Yes. Um, and then that includes uh, end credit. There is an end credit that is yes. very exciting, so people stick around. Yes. I don't think it's too far in. It's no, not it's... even technically an end credit. It's more like a little bit in credit. <laughs> yeah, it's not after all of the credits. Yeah. And then they, they just kind of tease visual arc of dr robotnik too in this uh yes th- that's also in the trailer so yeah. it, it's something that people have already seen but mm-hmm. it was very interesting to see how they took the character and then made him more visually like what you see in the games yes like which is obviously a more cartoony take yes so it, it, like i said i liked how it was very grounded feeling in this movie but then they also kind of go the marvel approach where they give you something grounded and they kind of shift it to a, a cartoony yeah. feel that people are comfortable seeing now. Yeah. Obviously, this is one movie, not an entire decade of films. Right. But it works the same way where yeah. you go in feeling like you're in a grounded movie and then 
you kind of slowly are like, okay, okay, you can make this a little bit weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah. So it makes more sense. And then they had, like I said, there was references to pop culture, which kind of, one annoyed me. Oh. Flossing. Yeah. They fucking floss in this. Yeah. And I don't mean their teeth. I yeah. mean <laughs> Like, how the dare dance. they have yeah. good dental hygiene? Yeah. <laughs> Hedgehogs don't floss. This yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> do they run? Sure. I, I bet they do. Yeah. Floss? They probably never. wear shoes, but they would yeah. never floss. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Which kind of then was like, yeah, well, this is definitely aimed at children. Yeah. So, way to go, children. Gotta take that from me, too, huh? Actually, there's a, a very obvious comic that he reads in this, which I thought was yes. kind of fun and and playful for the character. Yes. Kind of shows that he has, like... Because I guess, I mean, he, he's technically a child in this, too, I guess. Yeah, he's... Based off the time frame of this movie, he's not even an adult. He's he's a he's a teenager. Yeah, he's like a preteen or a teenager. Which, I guess... I, I mean, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know the, the lore of the games, of he's what age he's considering the games. I always assumed he was an adult. but uh, So it was kind of interesting they went that route where, at the very least in the game, or in the movie, he's he's a younger character. Yeah. Which, you know, they, they have the baby Sonic scene, which, you know, was highly marketed yeah. <laughs> long before, you know. I guess trying everyone's trying to compete with Yoda now. Yeah. So it's not possible. Is it not? Well, not with this okay. anyway. <laughs> so yeah, did you have any favorite parts of this? Any worst parts of this? Um, I really enjoyed the interaction with the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. The, doing his part to help. Yeah. Slow citizens enjoy he, speed. Yeah. <laughs> not the drug. <laughs> yeah. As far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah, I think that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I think that was in the trailer, too, the, the part of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I really uh, enjoyed that. I thought that was probably one of the funnier parts. Um, yeah. I just really, overall, enjoyed the, I guess, the growth of the, the two characters, like Sonic and the main character. Uh-huh. Like Tom, Tom, was it? Yeah. Like, I feel like you could see their, their friendship develop in this movie. Yes. And it makes sense, and it fits, and, like, the banter that they have really yeah. works. Like, you know, most movies when they have a CGI character acting with a real character, like it feels like it you could tell that it's it, weird. They're yeah. talking to nobody in the scene. Right. I kinda felt like this worked well. I I felt like you could see and believe that he's talking to this character. Yes, I agree. So I really enjoyed that. The overall message of this film I thought worked out really well. Mm-hmm. It was very uh charming and it just gave like a fun, optimistic message i guess to the audience in the end yeah that's true and it just it worked really well it was a fun warm feeling movie i agree it was heartwarming and there was a struggle obviously throughout the movie but i think it i mean even early on like the first scene or two you legitly care about this hedgehog yes without even yeah going past the first scene or two like yeah instantly you're just you're concerned for him yeah true you know he's running too fast they slow down yeah (laughs) look both ways you idiot read the signs uh and they clearly set up this franchise to go elsewhere easily yeah so i really 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 hope that people go see this it does well which it seems like it's already done really well so Mm -hmm. if it can keep that momentum because it didn't have a really high budget uh so if it can keep that momentum i I, i'd Love to see what they can do with this franchise. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they've already, I, they already teased other things coming in if they continue. Yeah. 
The only thing that I think disappointed me is that they had to have all the whole drama about the redesign because I didn't think that the first design looked bad. Yes, it didn't look like the game, but yeah. it was more realistic or whatever. And I think I that's liked. I think that's what you can kind of see with this movie is because to an extent it's pretty grounded. Yeah. So I think that was the idea was that version was supposed to make this seem more grounded. Yes. Because, yes, he looked really good as the character. Yeah. But he also was a bit cartoony at times. Yes. And not because of how he looked, just because, like, it just, you just, sometimes you did not feel like he was in the world because of his look. Yes. But other than that, it worked really well. Yeah. The CGI was really nice looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially since they had to change shit. Yeah. So the fact that they had that kind of crunch and were still able to make it look pretty impressive. There was a couple scenes where it was a little choppy and it didn't look like it was the best polish. But overall, it looked really good. Yeah. Uh, People go, just go see this. Mm -hmm. I'm giving this easily a five. Five chili dogs. (laughs) Not rings. God damn it. (laughs) Five chili rings. Ew. (laughs) Oh, never mind. That's not a good thing. Five rings. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, would... I don't know how I went there without realizing where I, don't I went. I not know either. Um, I, would, I would give it a four rings. Okay. Give it four rings. Not an A4, but four rings. Um, I liked it. I think it was entertaining. I would have wanted a little bit less flossing to give it a five yeah that's that was the deal breaker huh i'm the one who passionately hated it but that was the deal breaker on no a no chili ring. that's not <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um no i i as as you might guess enjoy movies with a little bit more adult themes so it was good and i enjoyed it but there was no swearing there was no violence really yeah it's well and it, of course i mean of it, course it's it's meant for kids it, to be able to see it like so. we said it very much felt like a alvin the chipmunks yes. or smurfs or one yeah. of those kind of yes clearly kids films but mm-hmm. it had that tone but yeah. at the same time it was very enjoyable for for most people i think yeah it well, there's nothing really wrong with it i enjoyed it but i probably wouldn't watch it over and over and over again I would watch it a couple more times. Okay. I would watch it maybe one more time until, like, I needed to watch it with How many more times? Maybe one. Oh. One more time. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Okay. I Yeah, I wouldn't be against it, but I wouldn't be like, I want to watch this yeah. again. Like a million times. You well, know? just make sure that I never watch it when you're coming home after you've watched it a second time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to turn it off. Yeah, good call. <laughs> no, I, I'm very optimistic with where they could take this franchise. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I really, despite all of the drama that happened with this film, mm-hmm. I, I really hope it succeeds. Yeah. Uh, also... Fuck you, people who <laughs> yeah for real. who felt entitled to change the look yeah. of the character for something you don't own yeah or probably didn't even care to see yeah those people and the people that shit on cats can go fuck each other yeah somewhere else yeah. there's actually an article on IGN that I read um, that goes into like this kind of my whole opinion on how yeah. people are getting too entitled with Hollywood films and yeah they're ruining shit 
Yeah. Uh, it kind of get in, got into that. It was like, yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. I said this. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I go see it, people. Please, Agreed. please, please go see it. Agreed. Uh, not, I, I didn't even think about seeing it a second time, but now that I'm like saying how much I enjoy it, I, I'm probably going to go see it again. Okay. Not like we, you know, can't afford it with our subscription thing, so. Yeah, yeah. See it as many more times as you want. Yeah. Might just go buy a bunch of tickets and not even go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would definitely see it at least one more time. Okay. I mean, you obviously wouldn't be more than that because yeah. you have a strict yeah. two Sonic viewing policy. Yeah, it's a legally binding thing that I just said. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's our episode. It is. We saw a lot of stuff. We did. But that's it. We're done. Yeah. So. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate us or review us or subscribe to us. Or even better, share us with people you think might be interested um, on any of your favorite podcast services. We're on um, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Google, pretty much you name it. And if for some reason you want to listen to us on a different platform that you can't find us on, please email us at dtfpod at gmail.com and let us know so we can try to find out how to get on there. Um, In addition to that, we would love any... Uh, feedback so that's another thing you could email us like I said dtfpod at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you think if you have any suggestions for episodes or content whatnot uh, we'd love to hear from you you can also find us on dtfcast.com or you can follow Stephen on social media at classy cat dad yep that's you Instagram and Twitter <laughs> Uh, just a couple more plugs, actually. Oh, yeah. Not hair plugs. Oh. Not yeah. that they aren't needed. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to be on uh, a couple friends' podcasts uh, right after this mm-hmm. uh, for their pop culture podcast. Pretty much the same shit, but different name. What's the focus? What's the focus? Okay. So uh, they actually are kind of what helped me get into this. Uh Pop Culture Leftovers obviously was a big inspiration for me, uh, but they are actually the first actual podcast I went on to kind of test the waters, I guess, to see if I could get the confidence to do this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we always chat about the movies and shit we see, so uh, they needed somebody for for tonight's episode, so I'm going to jump in there. So I guess I'm plugging to go check them out this week. Uh, I'll be on there. Yeah. And just, you know, have fun. Listen to me twice. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm down. Yeah. And if you like them, stick around. Yeah. You know, let them know. I sent you. (laughs) I was sent by Steve. Yeah. Well, it's been real. Yeah. Yeah, it's been real. (laughs) None of that fake ass CGI stuff. Yeah. That's it for episode 20. Yay. Let's go eat some cake. Woo. (laughs) Bye-bye.